Channel 4 Studios in Dallas and Fort Worth. This is News 4 Texas at 6. Well, the people in Minnesota sure feel like they've been victims of crime. We have stolen their hockey team. Hello and welcome to the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. This podcast will go into detail the Norm Green curse and Minnesota sports failures since 1992. Let's get to the episode. Welcome back to the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. This is your host, Jay Rhodes, and once again joined by my co-host, Froves. Froves, we're back after a little bit, but we are back, baby. Yeah, we had a little winter break there, which uh, the way that we celebrate winter break is go to Vegas <laughs> games. Uh, we're back, though. Like, uh, we got some stories. So, yeah so we had an epic vacation i had the epic of all epic breaks i had an entire month off of work um so i made it worth it by our vegas trip a buffalo trip and a trip to grand forks all within the same month i was probably home for maybe four days out of the entire month it was crazy and yeah we uh we had we had a blast. Holy cow! I mean, Froves, I can't believe like we need to take vacations more often together because that was that was a hell of a time. I I had like I had adventure upon adventure in that one little vacation that we were only there for like what three four days, days three yeah. or four days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kept getting like this is my city, so I knew where I was at, but I was lost half the time because I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> well, you were trying to pay attention, but let's say that like there's some substances that were keeping your attention span very, very difficult to have. Don't put it that way because then people think I'm, I'm doing okay. Oh, yes, yeah, it was sorry. alcohol. Yes, plenty of alcohol. <laughs> yes, it up. Okay, yeah. So no, don't get into any of that thinking. But yeah, we we were um, slightly inebriated through the entire time, and therefore Froves's may have not known where he was at sometimes, a couple times at least, a couple times we can we can 100 recollect. I can recollect. So the first thing I want to do, though, is I do want to apologize to everyone listening that we basically promised you a lot of content from while we were there. We don't have it. We were drunk wandering around. Like, I, I, I mean, that might be the most Vegas thing ever, but it's true. Uh, we just don't have content, like live content from there. But with that said, me and Rhodes are, we'll, we'll go over it wrote, it, it, I don't know if you're good with this, but let's go over like the games that we watched and then let's go over some of the funny, fun stories that we had. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like the content thing, like I'm, I'm not going to, you know, walk it back or anything like that, but we tried like everywhere that we went to was so loud. Like I never realized like how they like 
filter in the music into like all the bars and how loud the sports books are and how loud the casinos are. It's like, it was, we, tr we tried to get some, I tried to get some background noise a couple times at the bar and it was like, I was trying to yell. So, I mean, we, we didn't get content because we were very distracted on the stuff that we were doing and the activities that we were doing and the drinking we were doing. But like, I tried to get a couple of segments recorded in, but it was where we were and what we were doing. Like we would literally have to step out and like, go into the bathroom or something like that and record record parts to get it without um without the sound and it's like i want to talk to people on fremont but fremont there's there was concerts going on everywhere it's like i don't know it was vegas is loud like i never realized how loud it gets because it's just kind of like you numb it out after a while well yeah and as far as fremont like i knew it would be loud at night it was like the daytime in the morning is kind of where you might be able to get it. So yeah. like, I knew there was a possibility of that because, and especially, and this can segue right into the games, but damn, the North Dakota crowd showed up so hard. <laughs> and like, Bravo. it was nuts. Like Bravo, North Dakota. Show. Yeah. They, they packed it. Like, I don't know if, you know, whoever's listening out here, if you've ever been to Fremont street and you know, like, where the D is and where the stages that they have set up throughout Fremont street. Um, it was basically the one ended uh, stage by Fremont. You could not walk on Fremont street unless you were elbow to elbow with people to try to cross that street with how many people were there standing in front of that stage. It was, it was insane. Like I saw uh, they were doing like a concert over there this weekend and it was, it was a pretty big name. I can't remember who it was now, but it was that packed, but it was for a North Dakota hockey game. Well, and it was it was all green jerseys. Like you yeah. just saw nothing but green. It was insane how well North Dakota travels. Like yeah, and you've seen it, I guess, more than I have. Like I know North Dakota fans because obviously I went to University of North Dakota. Um, obviously we went there at the same time, but you've been to like some of these destination games. I have never seen. <laughs> anything like that like yeah, they it took over the entire city it was insane yeah and not only that like and not only did they take over the city but like vegas welcomed us in like with open arms like the casinos they had all of the north dakota you know u.s hockey hall of fame advertisements up on the mirage the bellagio inside the d on the slot machines you could see the little advertisements for the it was everywhere on the fremont street experience they had the logo of the hockey hall of fame game going up there it was i was really impressed with how like okay i understand like there's a game going on it's big for us but it's probably not big for the rest of the world but vegas made it seem like it was the one thing going on this weekend and that was really cool to me so and um I'm not going to ask it because I know the answer, Like, but uh, I'll bring up the subject. I, Vegas has to love Ralph Engelstead that much because this was all about Ralph Engelstead. Like this was it's like more. Yeah. It's, 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 it's something more than just, this is a good hockey team that brings people in. Right. It, it, Cause I think it's like, even the first it's the tie in, it's did, the Vegas tie in. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Ralph Engelstead. He, owned that Imperial Palace until he died. And I feel like there's that tie that Vegas feels with that team too. So rest in peace, dollar margaritas. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not gonna lie. I miss the Imperial Palace. <laughs> yeah, dirty it was, as a yeah. shithole that place was like, yeah, it was fun. 
No, no offense, Ralph, but that place yeah. was a dirty shithole when I went to it. But hey, it was the first place that I had my first legal drink. What did it turn into? Old, so, is it now like Link and stuff like that, or I think I'm trying to remember if it's the Link or I think the Link is ah uh, Wild Bills. Okay, but maybe not. I don't know. It's one of those. It's one of the new ones, but yeah, it's it's still the same place. It's just yep. window dressing. Yeah, for sure. But it's still it doesn't have the like smoky like gangster feel to it that uh, the Imperial Palace did. The Imperial yep. Palace felt like you were at Mob Casino. It was <laughs> yep. great. It exactly. was so great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nicer now, but yes, it, much nicer. There's nostalgia and like that awesome. I I don't know. Maybe it's just me with that awesome gangster feel to like a strip casino, which now none of that exists anymore. Like yeah. the Stardust, you could kind of get a little bit of that feel from Riviera. I, I mean, maybe you can get a little bit of that feel from, but man, I feel like Ralph's place, the Imperial Palace, was the last place that was like you could really feel that gangster. the OG. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And another thing about uh, Vegas, and I know I don't know if it's just a sign of the times and just the way you know society is now than what it used to be. But like, even the last time I was in Vegas, which was probably oh, four, five years ago, maybe. There's a lot less cigarette smoke than what I remember too. A lot less. Like the casinos still smell like cigarette smoke. Let's face it. Like there's people there that are you know smoking 18 packs a day. But it's not as overwhelming as I seem to remember it from before. Well, so here's what I can I can speak to the, this actually very intelligently because I lived there for eight years. But I don't know if it's changed too much. They have uh, they actually they have great filtration systems in those places. Like I, it's it's insanely impressive what they have there. And like, you have to go to some of the older places to have that cigarette smoke smell. Um, which that's why I was bringing up the Imperial palace. Cause that was one of the places. Yeah. On, oh, for on sure. The strip. Yeah. Um, I was cigar smoke. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, and, but yeah, it, it, it's Vegas is the best at that. Cause you go to, and I'll, I use a local place uh, yep. here in Minnesota. Uh, actually, am I allowed to say their name? Can I throw them under the bus on this? Legally, I think you can. All right. So Mystic Lake. <laughs> let, me, let me check with the lawyers. Bing! Yeah, they say it's okay. <laughs> yeah, watch someone get fired over the <laughs> me talking <laughs> exactly. about this. But, <laughs> but <laughs> like... At Mystic Lake, supposedly they have all these great filtration systems, and now they don't even allow smoking in half the damn casino, or yep. even more, and that place still stinks like cigarettes, so mm-hmm. I, they just don't have it figured out like Vegas has it figured out. No. Um, but no, that's actually, it's a good point to bring up, because it, it actually, you know where it's a really good point to bring it up is what you're saying when it comes to Fremont Street, though. Like, the Strip, honestly, most of those casinos, especially when I lived there, they don't smell like smoke because they're so good with their filtration. They're so yep. good with their their air fresheners, basically. But Fremont Street, they have not always been that good with it. And I really didn't smell much smoke in 
Fremont Street. Well, I just it, I didn't. Fremont Street was replaced with a lot of really shitty Mexican ditch weed marijuana stink. Yeah, I did smell that. <laughs> so that was that was the that was the stink that was going around around Fremont Street and whatever. Cool for you guys. It's it's mostly legal when it's there. So yeah. Well, it's pretty much all legal. Well, I actually don't know any exceptions. It is legal there. So yeah. Um, unless they're lacing it with cocaine, obviously cocaine's not legal. But um, <laughs> no, a good example that I can uh, give is when we and we spent. We, okay, this is gonna it's gonna pay me to admit the name of this bar, but we spent a decent amount of time at Bar Canada inside the D. And it pains me not because it's inside the D and not because it's circuit property. It's just because the word Canada is in it and people accuse Minnesotans of being Canadian. And we didn't go there just because it said Canada. We went there because it was in our hotel. Yeah, and it we... had nothing Canadian about it other than the fact that it had like Canadian beers. Yes, that was but, pretty like, much it. I mean, and not a lot of them. But think about that. That wasn't a non-smoking bar and like I never was disturbed by smoking. I'm not a non-smoker, so I, I, well, I'll smoke a cigar here and there. I'm not going to sit here and tell everyone lies, but like I didn't necessarily recognize smoke. Like, mm-hmm. so that's to your point. Like, damn good job, Vegas. Damn good job. Yeah. All right. Hi, I'm Jay Rhodes, and I am with the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. If you guys are in Las Vegas, you guys need to check out this great grocery store named Vaughn. Visit your neighborhood Vaughn's located at 1131 East Tropicana Avenue, Las Vegas, Nevada, for a convenient and friendly grocery experience. From our wide selection of groceries, bakery, deli, and fresh produce, we've got you covered. Our bakery features customizable cakes, cupcakes, and more, while the deli offers a variety of party trays made to order. Our pickup service, order ahead, even allows you to place your bakery order online, so it's ready for you when you get here. All the great things you can find at your local Vaughn's. They also sell beer. They also sell beer. I'd like to uh, maybe um, give a shout out to the vape community. Maybe that's helping with the smoke. The smoke sense too. Not that any vape's good for you either, but yeah, it gives me less smoke, cigarette smoke to smell. More power to you. Well, yeah, if you're gonna kill yourself and it doesn't bother me, that's that's better yep. than if you're gonna kill exactly. yourself and it does bother me. I guess. And that's the thing. That's with my like my opinion about marijuana, whatever the legalities of it in the federal versus state, whatever type of thing. If you want to, you know, get high or whatnot, that's great, but I don't want to have to smell it. So like, if you're going to do the gummies, that's great. Awesome. More power to you. I am 100% support of using the gummies instead of you blowing smoke in my face in the concert, you know, that's great. But I know some people are very, you know, they only like it, you know, to smoke. So that's, I guess if that's the only way that you like it, then I guess that's what you got to do. And I, I'm on board with this. However, at the same time, I want to be on the record of saying that I'm all for legalizing marijuana countrywide, tax the shit out of it, make us some money. Yeah. Um, build us more casinos and build us uh, yeah. sports gambling. Ooh, 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 completely uh, left turn here. Um, we're going to take a left turn right now because I just thought about it. I'm going to forget about it if I don't. Okay. Um, we're not talking politics. We don't get into politics. We don't do politics here because it gets people in trouble. It gets friends upset with each other. It to, you know, ruins families. Yeah, but, we don't do politics. Okay. But the fact that the Minnesota 
legislature now has all the control for the Democrats. Do we have our chance of getting sports betting now, or do we have no chance now? No, now we I have, think we have, we have a chance. better chance, right? Because it was all Democrats that were for it, right? Yep. So yeah. now we need to start pushing for it. So now, okay, so everybody in Minnesota right now, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what your life is so busy. We about. don't care your party affiliation either. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care about your party affiliation either. But what you need to do is you need to contact your representative and let them know that you want sports gambling in Minnesota. Not yesterday, not next year, not when the elections come out in 2024 because people are going to be too busy talking actual politics and the presidency and stuff like that. Let's get this done. Let's get this on the ballot before then so we can get sports gambling in Minnesota before 2024. Do it. I want that before 2024. I want before uh, – what is today? What's our first session of 2023? That's what I want it. No, I want it so today is Saturday or November twenty sixth. I want November twenty seventh. Like, like, I totally agree. Totally agree. But yes, um, it has to start now. This is our chance to do it. I think this is going to be the one chance that we're going to have it before election stuff starts getting a little too crazy with the twenty twenty four election. So, um, if you want sports betting, if you don't want sports betting and you don't care. Well, I want sports betting, so you should help me out here. <laughs> so look into it. Talk to know. somebody. Tell them that we need it. It doesn't affect you if you don't do it. So let it. Let people who want to do it do it. And we all know Froze wants sports betting. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I have a I have a, tw- a Twitter job tomorrow. I'm going to start tweeting out all the representatives and emailing all the representatives and let them know that we need to start this right now. Okay. That's so, my that's my that's my turn. I had a tangent, and I'm not going to go on because I want to get back to Vegas because we have Good. so much yeah. Vegas stuff to talk about. For sure. Uh, so we started talking about, and this is going to be my first cheers of the night, and I think you'll agree with this cheers. But let's give a cheers to the bartenders at Bar Canada that. Hung out with us, basically. They <laughs> served us beers. They gave us shots. Like uh, they were fantastic people. Especially one. I wish I actually had her name, but she was definitely there for us pretty much our entire trip. Yeah. So shout out to all the bartenders at Bar Canada. You guys rock. So all right. Cheers. Cheers to you guys. That was awesome. Yeah. Um. They were amazing. They were great bartenders. Any any place that I went to, though, like Vegas does bartending right. Like they know that this is what they put on, and this is part of the show, and this is part of the party. And I had no problems with any bartenders that I went to any place. But yeah, the the ones at the D upstairs at Bar Canada, they were absolutely hilarious. They were giving you shit. Like they they weren't going to put up with anything, and they were going to throw it right back at you too, like instantly. Um, and shout out to uh, Flat Charlie. Uh, Flat Charlie was pretty awesome. He was a cardboard cutout that somehow made it into the bar. Um, <laughs> just some random dude that looks like he's like an insurance salesman, but a really, really bad one because he's got a bad haircut. Um, and I named him Flat Charlie. And then his actual real name was Charles Hemingworth III or something like that. And yeah, Flat Charlie was kind of creepy because he kept staring at us and he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't take a shot. <laughs> Flat Charlie is hilarious. 
so let's go on. Let's go on first. Uh, since we're talking about Bar Canada, let's let me do our first because we're doing the Vegas thing, and obviously the Vegas is going to take us a little bit because we got to tell some stories. Let me do the first story okay. of, of Vegas because I still find this fucking hilarious. Like I don't even know how I got myself in this situation. And Rona, you can give your recount of how I came back to the room. So, oh my god, I leave the room at, at like I get up at probably eight thirty nine something. It was pretty early. I think it was like eight thirty. Uh, showered. Told Road Dog I was going downstairs to uh, get some sausage McMuffins because we had a McDonald's inside the place. Road Dog's pretty tired still. He's like, all right, cool. So I leave, go down to McDonald's. McDonald's busy, really busy. So I'm like, very, you know very what? Busy. Screw this. <laughs> like, I was like, I'll find another place. So I go walk it down Fremont Street. It's morning, like Fremont Street is not super busy or anything. Like, just walking down and go to Binion's, find out one of my favorite restaurants is closed. I go to a couple other places, look, and then I find Golden Nugget. Golden Nugget has a Chick-fil-A. I'm like, oh, I'll go check that out. I have to walk a long-ass ways to find that Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Line is freaking so long, I can't even see the counter. So, I'm like, screw that. So, I leave Golden Nugget the quickest way I know how. Which was the doors right there. So, I go out the doors, forgetting how big Golden Nugget is. I'm right next to the prison or jail, which full disclosure, I have been in. So <laughs> yeah, full disclosure, <laughs> dude, you that was your humble brag like the entire week. You're like, we can go over the jail. I've been there before. I'm like, yeah, humble brag, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So walk by my friends and uh go around. Finally, I get back to Fremont Street eventually. And I'm like, well, now I need to go back. Like, so I go back to the D and I walk in the D. McDonald's still busy. I'm like, oh, fuck this at this point. <laughs> and so I go upstairs and go to Bar Canada and college football day. Penn State's playing Ohio State. Ohio State fan is like right next to me when I show up at the bar. And I cheer when Penn State gets a big play. I, I didn't think anything of it, but it was like a reaction almost. And so he starts giving me shit. And so then finally the bartender who I still can't believe I don't know her name, but the bar, our famous bartender from the trip comes over and I try to order a beer. And this guy says that he's ordering me a water. Like, and he's going to pay for it. <laughs> and so it goes back and forth a little bit. And at some point I was like, because she starts playing in. And I was like, how the hell do I get a beer here? And she gets me a beer. And the Ohio State guy actually says he, he'll pay for my beer. So he pays for my beer. Gets my beer. And so... Then I end up coming back up to the hotel room, and the way I remember it is, you asked me did I get my sausage muffin? I was like, 
No, but that got free beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so this is a reoccurring theme of the entire weekend there is that I'm laying down kind of relaxing or whatnot. And you go on an adventure and come back like not that long. Like it's usually like 20, 30 minutes or something like that or an hour. And you come back and like, you know, I got a story to tell you. I'm like, God damn it. I miss everything. <laughs> I feel like and I honestly, cre- I yeah, create honestly, stories. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah, you do. You were you're a very friendly individual. I think uh, I think those stories create themselves when you make friends all the time with everyone. But uh, I think that everyone in Vegas only eats from like eight o'clock until ten o'clock in the morning, because that's the only time I've ever seen like any restaurants busy. <laughs> Not when North Dakota fans are in town, because in the morning, they fucking are busy as shit. Well, that's what I was saying. That was the only time that I've oh, actually seen morning. restaurants busy is the morning. Like that, nobody has anything else to do except like go get breakfast or go get brunch or something like that, and not go do adventures and drink all the time. Dude, it's because people are hungover for one. <laughs> yeah. and two, at night they're full because all the beer they're drinking. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. oh, back to your humble brags about the uh, about the prison. I need you to tell our listeners the story of uh, when you get uh, your buddy in there. Okay, yeah, I can tell that. That's That's, a quick story. That's a quick story, and I like it. It's hilarious. It is quick. So, it's not prison. It's jail. County (laughs) jail. (laughs) Well, whatever. It is right next to the Golden Nugget. But, uh, (laughs) uh, went to, uh, got DUI. It was my first where I ever had gone into jail. And, uh... They put me in population, which I did not expect because <laughs> the police said that a little I was rough. not, yeah. yeah, I was not going to be put in population. I was put in population, um, and so the guy next to me, I'm scared as hell. Like at this point, like I've never been in jail, and his name is Lopez. <laughs> never forget this guy. He's a great guy. I'm scared as shit. Like I'm laying on my bed, like, and Lopez has talked to me, like, and he offers me. Someone's Kool Aid. Really nice guy. That's actually a big deal there. I I say no thanks because honestly I didn't want any Kool Aid at that point. Like I I was fine. I was just freaking out. And Lopez did his best, like to kind of talk to me and like make me feel a little bit more comfortable. And when uh when I did get sprung from jail, which is like at three thirty in the morning, um. Lopez asked me if, uh, like, because I don't know if he woke up or he was awake, though. He asked me because I actually had good stuff. Because when you go into jail, for people who aren't familiar with jail, this could be funny for so many of our friends that listen to this show. Hearing <laughs> yeah, my exactly, tale. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I want, I want this <laughs> on the air. I want this story on the air because I've heard it enough times that I need it on the air right now. Yeah, so... Like, I had, like, you get a blanket, you get, uh, you get stuff when you come into population. Yep. And they Lopez, give you clothes, they give you a blanket, they give you flip-flops, all this other stuff that you need. Yeah, you know, and Lopez asked, basically, if I could give him my stuff, like, and exchange it for the stuff that I was going to turn in while I was getting out. I was like, hell yeah. Like, what the hell do I, like, why would I worry about that? Absolutely, yep. I would do I'll that. give you all my new stuff. 
And you are the nicest person I've ever met, and we're in jail. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that you would think that's kind of rare. Um, so yeah, I basically what I did is I packed because they give you basically it's pretty much like a a large uh pillowcase that you are supposed to put this stuff in. I put all of his stuff in mine and gave him all my stuff that was due and. So Lopez helped me out and I was yeah. absolutely going to help him out at the end of the day. So. Yeah. So, you know, that uh, if you ever run into that guy ever again, like he owes you a solid, like you can, you, this could be like something that goes down like tw- 10, 20 years later in your life. And you're like, all of a sudden you you run to this guy named Lopez and all of a sudden it's like, dude, you owe me a solid on this one. He's like, I got you. <laughs> Do he would be. But I would be the exact same way if he needed a solid. Oh yeah, for sure. I yeah. would always have his back too because he made me feel com- <laughs> he made me feel comfortable in jail. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty tricky to do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, the amount of times that you said like when we passed by the jail, you just be like, yeah, I was over there before. Cops, uh, co- those cops brought me over there. They didn't get a ride, but they only bring you to jail. I'm like, stop with the humble brags, dude. <laughs> It, it was yeah. it, it was a life experience that yeah I should never have had. It definitely was not something that I'm trying to glamour um, or make sound like it's good to go to jail, but it's real life experience, and that it, that was where I ended up. And yep, it, it I met good person from the situation so I, yeah. I it is fun to share hard that i was there but yeah <laughs> i mean when you're there and you have to be there then you should share the, those experience yeah. the good part of the experience that you get yeah, and you weren't there the yeah. together yeah yeah so. you weren't there for very long so it wasn't you know something you had to like acclimate yourself to so i, I was in population for two and a half hours yeah it was all <laughs> it was all mental so, <laughs> it was all mental so yeah <laughs> But yes, uh, let's get to the games. Let's get to the games. Okay, so we had an NHL game and we had an NCAA game. So we had the NHL game that was first. And I think that was great because this was your first time ever in T-Mobile Arena. What do you think about T-Mobile Arena now that you've been there twice? So I have to say first off, and this is not any offense to any North Dakota fan. I lived in Las Vegas for eight years. I wanted a sports team those entire eight years. I was so happy (laughs) that my first time in T-Mobile was to watch the first professional sports team in Las Vegas in the Golden Knights. Um, Great game. Great arena. Um, The arena... there's so much Vegas about that arena. And <laughs> yeah. well, and it's even in the subtleties. Like there's subtle things that are so Vegas that are not going to be in something that's in Minnesota. Like to the effect of just like the smoking balconies. Yes. Like yeah. The overhang. Yeah. They're not the coolest view. The coolest view you can get is that smoking balcony overlooking the plaza into the MGM. <laughs> 
or into New York, New York. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like it, mm-hmm. it's just the subtleties about that arena. It, they're so impressive. Um, I I was, and this is not because I'm a Las Vegas Knights fan. I mean, well, maybe there's some bias there, but and I promise you, a lot of it is just because it is cool. Like it's different. Mm-hmm. It's on the Las Vegas Strip, like. I mean, who the hell goes to a hockey game on the Las Vegas yeah. Strip? Like, other than now yeah. the Las Vegas Knights fans. Like, it's great. And it's just, it has that atmosphere. Like, it was so cool being on the park, having a beer, walking up and down the street, and then walking basically up to the arena. And up to you get to the arena, you have to throw the beer away. But it's as close as you can get to, like, having basically free range party mode the entire time for the hockey game. Oh, it was great. They also had like uh, the stage outside where yep. they had stuff going on. Uh, it it was awesome. Yeah. And then even going in there, like, you know, they have the DJ in the, in the, the atrium and the concourse and stuff like that. You're like, this is insane. Like every single quarter you turn, there was something different and, you know, I don't know. It was, it's a cool arena. And then all the little, you know, Vegas stuff that they have at it besides, you know, the showgirls going up behind the glass during shoot during the warm ups, and the, the night squad going up and doing their drum line and stuff like that up top where the castle is and the helmet coming down the skates, the skaters skate through. And even just like the huge, like um, panoramic view of Las Vegas strip in the background. Like that's just, it's Vegas. Like you, you know where you are at all times when you're there. Yeah, it's it's none of none of the Vegas parts surprise me because well, because I live there, but they were how do I put this? They they respected the city that they came into because this is this was a new team. They gave that team and that city a correlation that I don't know if you can even match. Like mm. it was so special, and that stadium is just everything that is Las Vegas hockey. And it was I I can't say enough good things about T-Mobile. Um, it, it was awesome. It really was. Like I said, some of the small stuff actually was what stuck out to me because other arenas don't do it. Like I can even talk about this is a small thing. I won't, it's not something I have to go on about, but even when we went to the North Dakota game and T-Mobile, cause we were in a different area, like they had a concession stand that was kind of like a marketplace where you go in and shop and then go up to a cashier. Yep. So weird. Mm-hmm. but Awesome. Like I just hadn't seen that before. It, it was cool. So. And they seem they seem to be very good in like letting people like hang out because like near the concession areas they have like tables and chairs. Most places they don't like that. They don't like people hanging out in the atrium areas. They they want you to go eat your food and get back to your seats and sit down and eat your food at your seats. Where it's like that's not comfortable. That's not what people want to do. Like you want to hang out, you want to mingle, you want to be social in between the intermissions. And if they give you tables and chairs, that's awesome. It's even better to do it that way. Yeah, and they, pro- and they probably buy more food and more drinks that way too. Well, and it, 
that's that's a genius thing about it. Because mm-hmm. you keep people close to the concessions. What? So the only place that I've ever seen that the concourse is such a hangout spot is actually the University of North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Because they have all the cocktail tables. They don't have chairs, but they have all the cocktail tables, mainly yep. for the students that can't go back to their seat with, <laughs> with their drinks. But it was that type of atmosphere, though, like at, even at the Knights game. And it, it's just a cool setup. Like Las Vegas is absolutely, there's a reason that the people that live in Las Vegas love that team. And I can speak from being. A former Las Vegan, and I still consider myself a Las Vegan. They love the Knights way more than they love the Raiders. Mm-hmm. The Raiders sure. are someone else's team that they're happy to have, but the Knights are their team, and it shows. It shows in every part of that stadium. Like, think about Legion Stadium. I have not been to Legion Stadium, but just think about the look of it. Like. It's very Raiders. Like it's yep. not Las Vegas necessarily. It's Raiders. Yep. That's that's not what T-Mobile is. So no, I I know we actually went way tangent on that, but we expect it to be close to an hour on Vegas. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because we still got a lot to go on with this. But yes, T-Mobile, awesome. Yeah. To answer your question, <laughs> even though we went on forever, yes, T-Mobile, awesome. Yeah, and I, I love it, too. I mean, I've been there a couple times beforehand. I was there for the opening season for their first playoff game against uh, the Kings that went to double overtime. It was insane. Um, and then I've been there a time after that for another regular season game, and now this will be my third and fourth time there in that arena. And each time, like, I find different things about it that I didn't see before. So it's like there's a lot of stuff that like you don't see unless you go to all the different sections or all the different areas and whatnot. But it's yeah, I, it's a cool hockey arena, definitely a, a top top five hockey arena probably in the NHL from what I've seen so far. Top five? What would you put ahead of it? So Madison Square Garden has to go ahead of it just because it's Madison Square Garden. I mean that it's just it has this like this atmosphere and feel to it that you could tell that it's like, it's historic. And then the, the, the roof where it's got like the, like the slotted roof or whatever it is. I don't remember what you call it, but just the look of it um, on the ceiling. And then the seats that we had actually, when me and my dad went there for a Islanders Rangers game, um, it was like a club level seats. So like, it was kind of like a, you had like a, a tabletop in front of you instead of like, just like cup holders. So you're kind of like, almost like you like a media seat. Where like you're sitting on benches, but then you have this tabletop in front of you, and each seat has their own little personal TV on it. So it's really cool because like it had the game on it, and it had like extras, like you know, advertisements for food or whatever. But then you could also like change it to other you know sports stuff too. So it was it was really cool that they had that there. So I'd say MSG would definitely go number one for me so far. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. MSG on history, like I, they, yeah, it's hard to, hard to go against MSG. Like, mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know where you go after that. Maybe yeah. Boston, maybe. I've never, yeah, I've never been to Boston yet. So, um, yeah, and I like, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't putting Vegas as five, 
but it's in the top five. So it yeah. could be two. It could be three. I don't know exactly. If I had to rank it, I haven't been to enough hockey arenas to get to that yet, I don't think. Well, let's talk about the uh, North Dakota experience. So, the North Dakota experience. Game day. Absolutely insane how much green I saw everywhere that we went. The, the, the night before, of course, but then the day of. Like... And people were out. Like we didn't go. We didn't go down to the strip very early, um, just because it was just. I don't know. We wanted to kind of hang around, see some more stuff on Fremont and whatnot, and then a lot of standing, a lot of not much to do except for just wait for the game to start. But we could have spent all day there if we wanted to when we got there, because there was probably people there that were there at eight a.m. I'm sure. Well, absolutely, and there was people there that well. I mean, I don't know even how this happened because there's so many North Dakota people there. But you ran into people you knew. I ran into everyone that I knew was going to be there. Like, there was, let's say I knew of at least 10 people that were going to be there that were, like, pretty good friends. I'm pretty sure I ran into nine of them before the game started. (laughs) Dude, we ran into Nina. And yeah, Nina, shout out, you, shout out, Nina. Nina Todorovic, you need to start listening to her damn podcast. All right. <laughs> yeah, she does. For fuck's sake, yeah, I'm calling you out. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. If you better be listening to this podcast episode, and you better be commenting on it on Twitter. So we're expecting you to um, be part of this episode, Nina. That that was that was a huge highlight for me because I miss her. Like, I, she was a good friend of ours, and like we we just haven't mm-hmm. talked and. So Nina was awesome. But the funniest thing is with your first group of friends. And by the way, oh, wait, no, I can't go on to this first. Because <laughs> how the hell did we run into Nina? Like you didn't text her or anything, right? No, she, okay, we were walking and we were walking to our, uh, to our seats and we we're like making like a corner or whatever. And all of a sudden I hear, I feel this like full, like this, one of those little thunder sticks hit me on the head. I was like, oh, somebody just like must have just like brushed into me or something like that. And then I get hit in the head like four more times. And I look, I so I said, listen here, motherfucker. And it's Nina just staring right at me, just like shit grin on her face, just like, hi. I'm like, hey. So, so she saw us. She saw us and beelined it for me and started smacking me with a with a thunder stick to get well, my attention. How in the hell do we randomly run into God, it's crazy, but yeah, look, yeah, it's exactly. So weird. But no, yeah. So now I will move on. So your group of friends, this is just as weird. Um, your group of friends that we ran into that I honestly didn't know any of them. Well, didn't think I knew any of them. <laughs> yep. Then, one. then Joe Hart ch- uh, tells me, like, he says he knows me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Who? and he's like, my name is Joe. Or he says his last name. I think it's Hart because I asked for last name. I don't really, I can't think of it. Yep. And he says, Joe Hart. And I was like, yeah, do I do know you from somewhere? I'm not exactly sure where, though. Well, then later on in the day, I realized that Joe Hart was on my brother's freaking Little League baseball team (laughs) that I was assistant coach for. Yep. So (laughs) it's like, goddamn, I do know Joe Hart. (laughs) I coached that little guy. 
Yeah, but definitely. And all these guys that we talked to, like I gave them chips and stuff like that and, you know, whatever, coasters and or not coasters, but koozies and pucks and whatnot. You guys better start listening now. I gave you some free shit. So uh, I'm calling you out, Jared. I'm calling you out, Matt. I'm calling you out, Steve. I'm calling out, Tamar. Calling out, Joe Hart. Calling out, Matt. <laughs> calling out, um, who else are we talking about here? Oh, man. we Heather. Uh, yeah, everybody out there. I mean, if you saw me and ran into me in Vegas, you were blessed to see me. So you should be able to listen to our podcast now. I, I, <laughs> I, I want to correct something I said, because I said that kid, when I said Joe Hart, he was that kid when he was on my brother's baseball team. He's They're always going to be that kid. Yeah, he's, he's be... obviously a man. Like, he's... He's grown yeah, Jesus, up. <laughs> Jesus grew up. He's a man. <laughs> I like to, I like to baby Jesus better. Yeah, yeah. not gonna talk about uh, baby Joe Hart. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Eight pounds, six ounce, newborn baby Joe Hart. <laughs> no, but yeah, but... the game, the game was awesome. I mean, it sucks that we lost. It might have been for the better that we lost because if we would have won that game and we would have dominated that game. Either we would have drank Vegas dry or there would have been 10 deaths of alcohol poisoning from North Dakota fans. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Cause I, I think, I think we would have, I think the party just never would have stopped. And I think it would have gotten into um, a realm that we probably have never seen before. Cause it kind of took us down a level and we're like, okay, let's just go get something to eat and then get some, have some drinks and like, okay, let's just chill out and let's go sit on the bus for like an hour and a half for some goddamn reason. Well, I mean, maybe that's how you felt. <laughs> that's not how I handled things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You made you made friends from uh, where Brazil. Yes. Shout out. Yeah. To my shout friends. out to the Brazilians. Yes. Shout out to my friends from Brazil. You guys were the nicest people. Um, <laughs> I hope you're listening. Um, I hope you did listen. I don't know any Portuguese, so I can't speak Portuguese, but. I really hope that uh, you guys had a great trip, and I really hope that uh, life is good, and I wish all the best for you. Um, definitely, if you guys have Twitter, hit me up, especially because I love you guys, uh, at Froves, <laughs> or Twitter, um, but definitely check out, obviously, the podcast, Twitter, at Norm Still Sucks and road dogs at j roads real just get a hold of us like we want to hear what you think of the show and yes it was a delight meeting you it was one of my highlights of my trip i actually will always remember that part of the trip it was awesome so um please if you're listening reach out to us uh i'm sure we can even figure out some more swag for you guys International shipping might be tough, but <laughs> we can figure <laughs> some stuff out. Yeah, uh, so definitely. But yes, thank you so much for that great experience on the bus. Yes, I was very... Uh, I'm a social person. Sorry, I, I met people on the bus and it was fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, let, let me see if this is going to work. Um, if it does work, this is going to be pretty cool. So this goes out to you guys in Brazil. They're listening to us right now. Obrigado por ouvir o Brasil para a Norma Verde ainda Sucks Podcast. That says, thanks for listening, Brazil, to the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast in Portuguese.
Oh, I hope that is actually like the perfect translation because that would be so awesome, or at least enough where they understand it's, it. It's it should be enough. I mean, let's see if I'll translate it back. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening, Brazil, to the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. Cool. Okay, I like it. I like it. <laughs> but so yeah, so international international theme going on at the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. We have Brazilians now that are big fans, big fans, and they were teaching you. Uh, Portuguese, but you forgot it, so it's okay. We'll, we'll learn again. Yeah, I was never going to remember that. No, it was tough. It was not. It was not easy words to learn. So yeah, but they're good people. Yeah, because I think well, all they taught me, I think, was thank you or something to that effect, and I can't. I can't there was thank it. you. There was beer, and then there was something. Oh else. yes, beer. Yeah. <laughs> of course, they taught me beer. <laughs> drinking on the bus, so of course, yeah, beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, that was so fantastic. I that's uh, like I said, one of my highlights of that entire trip is that like it was just just fun talking to them, and mm-hmm. they it was they were it was their first time the parents first time in uh, the U.S. So they were taking it all in, and if you get your first time in the U.S. and it's in Los fucking Vegas. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. They made it worth it. An overload almost. <laughs> yeah. Good luck going to Lincoln, Nebraska next year, guys. <laughs> it's not really going to um, live up to the vibe that Vegas did. Yeah. It, that was that. Well, I, I guess they probably do New York City or something. Instead, yeah, that's but... true. Yeah. Oh, hey, actually, I have a clip of one of our one of our little Vegas adventures here. Let me see if I can play it. glad to say that our our room did not end up like that room so it was actually very clean with all things considered yes and i i actually have confirmation that we will get our special guest in about 20 minutes so oh nice perfect that's awesome but yes tiger in the bathroom we did not get there um (laughs) we well, especially me, I did not spend much time in that room. So, <laughs> no, no, not not much at all. Um, I took many naps in there. It was a good time for me to recharge. Otherwise, uh, if I wouldn't have got those naps in, though, I would have. I no lie, I wouldn't have been able to make it out that late as we did most nights. So, they definitely helped me um, get a second second wind and be able to go for the rest of the night. So. Oh yeah, well that's what you need. Like, I mean, you gotta survive yep. Vegas. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's no reason going to bed at like four o'clock in the afternoon because I went hard from like six a.m. to two p.m. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about a couple of the places that we went and ate in Las Vegas. Uh, I want to start with yeah. top performer because it's well, I'm not gonna say well. You give me your top performer because obviously mine is going to be different, but go with your top performer. 
Yours is going to be different, huh? Yeah. I, it's because of nostalgia and what I love. So, okay, unless, gotcha. I, I was going to say, unless See, I don't you know. actually yeah. like the other one more than the, the other one. But with if you do, give me that, actually, and then I'll use the other one. So Okay, gotcha. I, I that like, would actually like... make me feel good if that's what, what you thought. So the best place that we ate at for me um, would have been Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Oh, you did go there. It was awesome. No, no, I, I, it was close. Like, I'm not going to say that it was like above and beyond way better than the rest of the places we went to, but um, definitely I liked, I liked the variety of it. I liked all the different, like we could have, we literally could have sat there for two hours and ate oh. 16 pounds of meat and not gotten bored with it. So like the stuff that they had, like I could go back there three more times and still not tried everything they have yet. I actually want to go there again, tackle the fortress. We like, have I to really do that do. one time. Yeah. Go in there. Just like, okay, this is going to be a split thing. Let's just finish the fortress. Dude. I think we should go there just solo like, together, but like just solo do it. Yeah. Just like, be like, okay, this is my Everest. Like, let's do I, it. I honestly think we could do it, though, because, like, okay, looking at the fortress, it did look very, like, it was very intimidating. But then if you break it down, it's just like a, it's a half rack of ribs. Yep. And then on the inside is basically what I had on my plate. Really. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. But, like, it had true. the mac and cheese in it. It had the meat in it. It had the, you know, hot links. Everything that I had on my plate that I made was the exact same thing minus the half rack of ribs. I could I could add a half rack of ribs to that what I ate before. I think we could do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's doable. Well that's our, our next conquest. Yeah. But yes, we cannot pump this enough. And we will pump this and we will put it on our Twitters. Jesse Ray barbecue. Damn good. Mm -hmm. So damn good. Um I lived in Vegas for quite a few years. I didn't ever have a barbecue place while I lived in Vegas. That was that good. I moved. Jesse Ray show up. So, <laughs> uh, great place. Um, great service. It was such a. It's such a legit barbecue place. Like you go in, you go sit at your table, you look at what you want, and then you go up to the counter and you order what you want. Like it's it's so legit. Um, I can't say enough nice things about Jesse Ray's. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, do you want to elaborate on any of the food that you ate that you thought was exceptional or like where, where you thought they were awesome? Let me pull up their menu so I know exactly what I got. Okay. While you do that, I'll talk about what I got. Um, okay. I got spare ribs, um, spare ribs and pulled pork. Spare ribs are phenomenal. Just, uh, I don't know how many people are those people that want ribs that just fall off the bone. I'm not one of them. Um, I want a little tug. Jesse Ray's hit it. Like, it was super tender and, like, just a little tug off the bone. It was so good. Um, I can't speak enough good things about those ribs. Like they were nailed. Like so, so good. And I believe 
I tried off of your plate the sausage, if I remember correctly. That was amazing. The sausage mm-hmm. was awesome. Um, pulled pork was great. Um, I love pulled pork, so it's kind of hard to screw that one up. But <laughs> that's I, that's my food analysis of Jesse Ray's. Yeah, so I think... What did I get? I didn't get the two meats on the side. No, you had the... like It had... It had pulled pork, it had macaroni and cheese, it had sausage, it had it had like everything. I think I got the maniac fries. Hold on. Let me pull so like if, this was yes, yeah, so it was waffle fries loaded with mac and cheese. Yep. Hot hot links and my choice of brisket, pulled pork, or smoked chicken. And then I got brisket. Oh no, I got pulled pork. Yeah, I got pulled pork with it. Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was amazing. And then it came with like, you know, I had like sauce on it and everything like that. And their sauce choices were sweet because they had four different sauces, which two of them I really, really liked. Um, but they were very, they're very big variety. So like, there was like a really super smoky one and there was a super spicy one and there was like a mustard one. And there was one that was more like a, I don't know, kind of just like a normal barbecue sauce, like a sugary type of thing. But yeah, they, they did it right. Yeah, I, I, it was it was awesome. I definitely there's no doubts, but I'm still, and this once again is nostalgia. But you said it's close. Naked City Pizza, shout out at Naked City Pizza too um, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Damn, you guys do it right. Like that Buffalo food at Naked City Pizza. It, we got at the Paradise location, um, at the office. Damn, like it's so good. Like it's definitely my number one. I, but yes, nostalgia is definitely a thing for me because I love Naked City Pizza. I loved it when I lived there. I love it to this day. And I've met the owner multiple times, which he's a really cool dude. Yep. Uh, but great food. Just great food. Um, had my first beef on Weck at Naked City Pizza, not on our trip. And then chicken figure subs. Why do not more people do this? <laughs> yep. Like it's it's. I went in thinking I wanted a beef on Weck, but I remembered that no one fucking does a chicken figure sub. Like Buffalo Oblings can play all day that they do a chicken figure sub. Now they it's one chicken finger and a hot. It's a hot dog. dog. It's a hot dog. It's not a sub. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I'll give you that. But it's not. It's not the way it should. It should be. Oh, uh, it's not on like fresh bread that they made and like yeah. multiple chicken fingers in, and it. It's just better. Like I, they could say pizza is number one for me, and it probably always will be. It's probably it might be a nostalgia thing. It might be a Las Vegas. Uh, love of mine but it's it's definitely just it's always gonna be my favorite thing in las vegas is naked city pizza yeah it, it's my one i have to go to like it's the first place i've gone to every single time i've gone back to vegas it's the first place i've gone to so well here's my thing with naked city pizza 
Um, it was a cool place, not only just because where was at, because like it's just a hole in the wall type bar. Like we went in there and it was we were we were we had to have been at like eleven o'clock in the morning on a Thursday? Friday. On a Friday. 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 <laughs> on a Friday when we got in. So it was like eleven o'clock in the morning on a Friday. And I shit you not, like we walk in there and this is like some out of some movie, you know, or out of you know, Grand Theft Auto type of thing. We're, we're walking into this type of bar because there's this like cartoon character of a lady in there that's on crack and she is just yelling and talking really loud. And like, she's not like causing a disturbance, but she's just like, she's loud and talking to people and, you know, playing pool with these guys, these biker guys or whatever type of thing. And it was a interesting area to be in, to go in there. But then you go in there and it's just like, okay, this is a cool bar. They got good beer, like really good beers, like really good IPAs. Like I was... I was figuring to go into that bar and it was going to be like canned beer only type of thing. But then I was like, oh, they had like all these really good beers on tap, really unique type of beers and local beers. And then the food menu from Pizza Vegas City Pizza just completely took the whole place over the top because like you're getting traditional. And I say traditional because this is going into my story for later. But the first beef on WEC I've had was in Las Vegas. The second beef on WEC I had was in Buffalo less than – a week later and man they were spot on dude i i could not i could not tell which one was from vegas and which one was from buffalo with how close they were with how they made the they made the beef on whack so and, and it's not an easy sandwich to get right no and i love everything about what you said because it's absolutely true because they can say pizza's never been like this fancy ass restaurant it's always been in some dive bar Yep. And, like, they have, like, three locations now. They're all in dive bars. But they've been on uh, on Triple D. Um, he only had one before they had been on Triple D. I lived in Vegas when he actually, they filmed that. Um, what, did he, what did he eat on Triple D, do you remember? Uh, I know the fries. Um, yeah. Fries were great. I had like the yeah. stinger fries were amazing. It was just like loaded fries with everything on it. Yeah, he had the, like the suicide fries or something. Nice. And then I want to say pizza, but I'm not positive. Okay. But realistically, like I, so I'll share my my story of going to Naked City Pizza before it was was even famous. So going to Moon Doggies. Because it was on Arville and Spring Mountain, basically. And we would go in there, Buffalo Bills Bar, which obviously the office that we went to was same thing. It basically, they just transferred it to there. Yep. Um, but like, literally, they have the door open <laughs> to the alley. <laughs> People are just kind of smoking <laughs> over there. Like, owners just fucking standing, like, of Naked St. Pete's, just standing at the end of the bar. <laughs> like, uh buffalo bills games unlv games like well actually buffalo bills games it was hard to get into that bar because it was a Buffalo bar and i remember one night we were watching unlv versus unc it was me and my buddy that actually is his parents are from buffalo and like unlv actually won that game and it was crazy and we were talking to the guy nicest dude in the world like he didn't give a shit like he he doesn't think he's famous like and he doesn't want to be famous like mm-hmm. all he wants to do is 
bring Buffalo food to uh, Las Vegas. Yep. It, it just, but like there's people, it's, it's exactly how you explained it. Um, like crackhead, like over in the corner. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I, degenerate gamblers, like halfway down the bar. Like it, it's, and, uh, Okay, so if we have hoity-toity listeners, maybe this is not your spot, but this is my type of spot. It's like, I don't know about you, Road Dog, but that's my type of spot, man. It's it's fun. It's just, it's it's weird, and it's awesome because of it. So here's what I thought when I walked into this bar. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your work sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to away? All those nights when you've got no lights, the check is in the mail. And your little angel on the cat up by its tail and your third fiance didn't show sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came you want to be where you can see the but actually, this is how it goes when you walk in that bar. You walk in, and instead of like everybody going, no, you walk in like, hey, guys, like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in, get a beer. <laughs> Dude, it, it, but it is like, it's not, <laughs> yeah. no, it's a good parallel that you bring up because it's not where everyone comes in and like they know your name, but like everyone comes in and they accept all of each other. Like, yeah, yeah, for crackhead, sure. Like, <laughs> Dude, biker guys financial guys yeah so the funniest thing is like this is not so moon doggies was pretty much the exact same thing i brought my mom into this place like now four times i believe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so am i and my mom's a las vegan so like she's just like yeah whatever <laughs> she understands like what yep. she's getting into <laughs> Yeah, it's just awesome. Actually, when we get our special guest on, which I think is coming super soon, I'm gonna ask her if she's been to uh, to there. Yes, but let's let's skip the big story. Well, not the big story, but I I think the funniest story of our entire Vegas trip. (laughs) And we've done the games, so let's go on to uh. Well, let's do Sunday morning. Sunday morning, NFL. Okay, NFL. Yep. yep. <laughs> Get in there. Actually, um, let's 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 back up real quick. Okay. And nope. let's go. Let's talk about actually one of my most memorable times, and that was actually late Friday night, where I ran into this dude just fucking randomly. Yeah, I didn't see how that whole thing played out, but I heard I heard Bob Aram and little bitch crying about it, Kim. I had to throw that in there. I and hate that guy. Okay. Second of all, uh, the other thing you said, you said Manny Pacquiao should go make some sushi somewhere. Sushi's from Japan. 
He's from the Philippines, dummy. Okay? Don't worry about what all these other guys are doing. You're shooting your big mouth off on Twitter. What you should worry about is getting in there and making the fight that all the boxing fans want to see. Shut the up, you scumbag. Tell your fighter what you owe him. That's your job. And Bob Arum is a piece of shit. He said... So, randomly in the D, so this is our hotel that we've been in the entire time, just walking in and out to Fremont Street like we were doing, like, all day. And we're walking, we're going to walk out to get back to the pre-party of the North Dakota stuff. And I see somebody that kind of, like, in my peripheral vision, I see this bald head, and I'm just like, I think that's Dana White. And, like, he walks by me, and then I go a double time. And, like, I don't know what you were thinking, but you saw me, like, basically run away from you. <laughs> and I go up to Dana White. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? Uh, nice to meet you. Can I get a picture and stuff? Dude, the coolest guy, like, not the coolest ever, but, like, coolest guy that he could be to me. He talked to us. He was like, hey, where are you guys from? We're like, oh, you know, we're from Minnesota. We came up for the North Dakota hockey game. He's like, yeah, it's pretty crazy around here with all these guys for the hockey and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys having a good time. Blah, blah. He took time. He was leaving. He was leaving with his group as we were leaving the D also. But, like, he took time and stopped with us to actually, like, ask how we were doing, ask how Vegas was for us, you know, where we're from, what we're doing here, stuff like that. Like, he could have been like, oh, yeah, I'll get a picture. Okay, I got to go. I'm sorry. I'm, my, my group's leaving right now. I'm totally fine no. with that. He but he was like super it. cool. Well, he could have been a total dick, too. But, like, even not having to be a dick, he could have been cordial and, like, taking a picture, but then, like, hey, I got to go. Instead, he wanted to actually, like, stop time and, like, give us a moment and be like, hey, I want to have a conversation with you, which was super cool and, like, above and beyond from what I've seen from a lot of other people that, like, celebrities that you, like, hey, can I get a picture? Hey, can I get an autograph type of thing. Yeah, so I I, I, I remember this moment, and this was actually <laughs> – I remember it, but like I'm sad that I actually forgot that that's actually a big part of this trip because that actually was a big deal. Um, I remember because like I thought he looked like Dana White, but <laughs> I was not convinced that he was Dana White. Yeah. Oh yeah. In Vegas, you have all these impersonators and stuff like that. But no, everything that Road Dog said is true. Like I, yeah. he was. He was super nice. Like, I had to take a picture with him because I don't give a shit about UFC, especially yeah. in Vegas. Like, Vegas, UFC is just in our corner. Uh, not not dissing UFC. It's just not, yeah. or UFC. It's just not my thing. But, um, no, he, he was just so nice. Like, there was, like you said, like, he didn't have to give you time. He didn't have to give you a picture. No. He he could have he could have not even like exit like acknowledged me even saying hi. He could have kept walking with his group, and that would have been that. And I'm like, hey, cool, I saw Dana White. Instead, well, he stops, talks, has a conversation, actually like gets involved in what we're doing and who we are. Yeah, no, he was he was awesome. Like yeah. Dana White was shot. Like actually, here's here's to like. Do you have beer in your hand? I was. I do. Too. I have a drink in my hand. Yes, I do. Let's. Our second cheers is Dana White. Cheers, like, Dana. He was yeah. fantastic. If you ever want to come on the podcast, Dana, uh, let us know. Um, anytime you want, you know, whatever we can get you in, we can fit you in. Probably not this episode because we're gonna be a little busy this episode. But the next episode, we can probably fit you in. Well, obviously, I don't think he can actually. We're. 
we're live on tape, remember? So it's not like he can call in right now. I don't know. Dana White, Dana White probably has the technology that he can hear everything live. He's probably got that new Spotify. That's, I, think that, <laughs> yeah. I think that's Elon. A new Amazon <laughs> <Yeah>. Spotify. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Oh, goodness. Um, but yeah, so that was like not – I can't say the highlight of my trip, but man, it was, it was definitely up there with one of the coolest things that I've – that I've done on that trip and in other trips too. So if that, is the, if that is the highlight of your trip, that's fine. Like I, yeah, like it's different for me because I lived there, but like, if that's the highlight of your trip, that's, that is cool because yeah. I, I remember before I lived in Vegas, like if I would have met someone like Dana white, I would have thought it was awesome. Like there I was like, Oh, whatever. <laughs> Well, that's what I was telling you when we were walking away. I was like, it's almost like, uh, you know, on How I Met Your Mother, where like Robin get, got really excited because she met Maury Povich. And then they were like, dude, I meet Maury Povich every day. He's, he's coffee in front of me. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is a perfect, yeah. perfect analogy. But yeah, I'm a huge UFC mark. I mean, I've followed the UFC from the ground up from when it was – when, uh, damn it, what the hell was it? When Altapeter, when Chris Altapeter would, like, send me links to it to watch, like, the Bloodsport ones. The ones that, like, weren't allowed on TV. <laughs> That's how far my UFC goes back. So, I mean, I've kind of fallen away from it now because it's just not, oh, it's just not good anymore. They don't have the names that I like anymore. It's not like when it was, you know, Brock Lesnar in there and George St. Pierre and all those guys in there. It was, like superstars now it's just i don't know once connor kind of went away it's just there's nobody really there that gets a superstar for me anymore no i ufc is honestly oh i'll just throw it all on the table right now um when i lived in vegas basically all the ufc well, actually, even when I'm living in here, like all the fans of USC, or most of them, or a lot of them, I shouldn't. I'm gonna disenfranchise a lot of <laughs> yep. people, but like they're kind of douchebags. Like, yeah, the the stereotypical um, wear the affliction gear with the tight um, jeans with the you know raft tassel jeans, drinking Red Bull vodkas and yep, bros. Uh, hey, it's just annoying. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm now, I'm sorry, I'm distracted because I'm trying to figure out multiple things <laughs> at one time. Um, cause we need, oh, actually I can send the link to her. Never mind. Yep. Yeah. So you I have the link. You forward it. Yep. yep. I, I still have her, I have her email, but yeah. If you have her email, just send it. Um, let me see. Let me know if we get cut out or not. Well, I'll forward it to her. Yeah, no, it won't, while you're trying to forward it to her, I can talk to the UFC situation and the fun that we had with Dana White because, quite frankly, it, 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 it's – I know we've basically bowed down on Dana White's uh, altar, like how we praised him, but I lived – I'm not even going to say that again because I continuously say that. I don't want to continuously say that. But I've met many famous people. Dana White might have been one of the nicest that I've met next to maybe 50 Cent. 
So yeah, that's cool. Dana White's hella cool. It was fantastic. Yeah, and I've met like I've met a lot of people, but it's been in my work, so I feel that it's kind of jaded because they're not going to be complete assholes to me at my job. Like it's it's not going to happen. Like they kind of know that there's a little bit of like you know give and take for that situation, and you're not going to be like a hey fuck you, I'm not going to talk to you type of thing. That really doesn't work that well. So like I can only base it off of people that I've met just in public outside of work. So this is he was definitely the the most like into what we were doing for anybody that I've met just in person, like socially. So let's, let's speak about the, my favorite person that we met that (laughs) same night. (laughs) (laughs) We have a picture. We uh, maybe can throw it up at some point. I don't know exactly how we throw it up or where we throw it up. We'll, we'll, put uh, we'll put it. We'll put it in the, We'll put it just as like comment after the, um, after the link. Yeah, we can throw it on Twitter too. Uh, but my favorite person is this gentleman that was a very nice guy and was dressed up for Halloween and. I had it set up. <laughs> I was ready for a lot of things. Full on Ricky Vaughn uniform. Okay, Ricky, it would like to hard jump out over the plate. Bust me hand and don't get up with anything. You listen to me, Ricky? Yeah. Okay, you're my man. Go get him, kid. Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn from the California Penal League. Yeah, that was the greatest costume I've seen in a long time because he had it down for his costume. He looked he looked just like Ricky Vaughn. <laughs> okay, so I think we have our special guest like pretty much right now. So Yeah, I sent the link, so she'll be coming through soon. No, and I think she well, she just texted me and she said she's got now, but she only has about 15 minutes. So, okay, cool. We got to get a story out of her. That will be more you and her talking, I'm guessing, because I don't remember that night all that much. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that, that will we'll definitely have to put our heads together to, uh, to get that, uh, to get this story together. But it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a good one. And yeah, I'm excited to see what she's going to have to say for this, too. Yeah, I'm excited just to have her on for the moment and give her Vegas us experience. (laughs) Yeah. She should be on any second, I believe. All right, we have a guest coming with us now. Here we go. Uh, Welcome back to our greatest guest that we've ever had before. Jeanette, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing good. You see me trumpet for this one. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> All right, so Jeanette, um, it's glad to talk to you again in kind of person, or at least in sound, um, and not just over Twitter DMs and whatnot. But uh, right. man, it was cool meeting you. It was really cool. Um, I can definitely say that you are a cool chick, 
and you can drink Josh right under the table. So that's uh, hey. that's also a good thing to do. Hey, <laughs> hey. hey, let us tell I... the story, dude. Let us tell the story, and the viewers no. can decide. No, no, because <laughs> you're not gonna tell the whole story. You're not gonna tell the whole story. <laughs> I get the first part of the story. You guys can tell the rest of it. All right. You okay. you tell us the story up until the part that you don't remember that day. Okay. And we'll fill in the rest. <laughs> so this is how the story starts. Nothing to do. So Road Dog's chilling. I'm down at Bar Canada and drinking beers. This is at 9, 9 10 a.m. in the morning. And then also bartender buys shots, so takes shot, still drinking. I probably had like, I don't know, five or six beers, seven beers maybe. I don't know. Didn't keep track. Yeah. Yeah, this is NFL, NFL Sunday. <laughs> yes, yes, NFL Sunday. So watching early games, Road Dog comes down. He has a few beers. I have a few more beers. Yep. Then, they gave us a shot there too. We had a shot with the bartender also there. I was yep. there with the shot. So then I go down to Circa to meet Jeanette and Enrique. And that's about where it gets foggy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but mind you, remember how many beers <laughs> I, had, I had shot before this. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I can't go in yet. So, Jeanette, you're going to have to take over for this right now for when you guys meet up at the bar. <laughs> okay. So, when we meet up, he is already a little tipsy, I can tell. But so we started, um, we started drinking. What were we drinking? I think you started with like a, a light beer, didn't you, in the beginning? Yeah, I think so. I think it was a light beer. But um, so I'm trying to get on his level, right? So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this, this is now. where the problem goes. We all start trying to catch up to each other. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, this so, always be a Jeanette's problem. <laughs> like yeah, we're going yeah. to <laughs> we're gonna try and get there. Yeah. So I I think I started with like an IPA, and uh, of course Enrique is not gonna buy the small ones, so he always has to get the the largest ones, right? So we're drinking. And then I think we had maybe three rounds. Um, yeah, like three rounds before you came, before you yeah. joined us. So while we were drinking, I mean, the the IPAs kind of crept up on me. I'm not going to lie. So everything was fine. Uh, you joined us. We had, what was it, two more beers? I Probably. Think. They, were, they were very dark. So I was thinking they were like, Modelo Negras, yeah, yeah, or it was. I think, I think you guys yeah. were when I got there. I think you guys had switched over to Modelo, yeah, um, we were because, yeah, and then I went to um, I went to Seltzer's because I knew how this was gonna go, and I could see like <laughs> Josh was very, very drunk, and Jeanette, you were getting damn close to him already. And I was I like, was. I, I was like, was. oh man, I got some catching up to do, but I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna go as fast as these guys do because I know there's still a lot of night left, so yeah, it was not, it was not even the late game hadn't even started yet. The no, 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 so the late game no. had started or had just started, game, yeah, yeah. yeah so you're watching that one, yeah. yeah. So yeah. late game had just started, but we were also on West Coast time, so it was an early late game that had started for us. But yeah, so I go into there and like you guys have the Modellos going, and um, Froves, you are getting you are you are the biggest Buffalo fan because oh, we're yes. playing they're playing the Packers. So <laughs> I was the biggest Buffalo fan too. Don't get me wrong, but man. Your your let's go Buffalo chants were out of the 
out of the world and it was every 30 seconds or every 45 yes. seconds thank god it was mostly buffalo fans there that like they were like, they were for you because there have been a lot of packer fans there i think we might have gotten into a fight with a packer fan but it was all buffalo fans there so that hey, worked out good. hey Hey. <laughs> hey! Let's go, Buffalo! Let's go, right? Buffalo! That yeah, was is, literally everything. This is what we heard for the entire yeah, first the entire three quarters time. of the game. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, Well, what's wrong with these Buffalo fans? These Buffalo <laughs> like, fans these guys, these guys aren't real it. fans. They're yeah. not real fans. Yeah. And he, so then he gets up. And then this is one thing that me and Josh do kind of have in common. We talked about it there when we were at the bar. Where we become, where where we're social, so he has to, of <laughs> course, get up and go talk to people, right? Yeah. Uh, asking them if they're if they're from Buffalo, then he gets their whole life story. He becomes friends with them. Yeah. And I had told him that this is an issue, or Enrique had told him <laughs> this is something that I do too. He's that like, yeah, issue so- <laughs> is that issue. Making friends is not an issue. Yeah. <laughs> but so, <laughs> okay, so. I don't even remember, to be honest with you, um, from from. Do you want me to pick up the story right now? Yeah. Do you want, from is it my, my turn night. now? Because it's pretty early right now to be my turn. No, from my from my night. Apparently, I was talking to to somebody because the next day, I was asking. Um, don't say John. somebody. You were talking to a girl. You yeah, had a girlfriend was, by the end of the night. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you did. Enrique was thinking he was getting a threesome that night because no. you had a girlfriend by the end of that night. <laughs> no, the next, day, the next day I texted Josh and I was like, who the fuck is Beck or or something, Becky or yep. whatever. But I had like a text yep. message like, I could write on my phone. Yep. Yep. I was like, oh my God, I don't even remember who this yep. chick is. I think me it's and- so funny that you asked me of all people. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and then Josh. Josh did respond. Are you seriously asking me questions? <laughs> we're not gonna get anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Me and Enrique were looking at us at you at you guys the whole time, and we're like, "This is awesome." He's like, "He's like, she's gonna make out with her, isn't she?" I'm like, "Oh, it's happening, dude. It's gonna happen. This is oh gonna, like, like thirty seconds away from making out right now." Oh my god, <laughs> this is so bad, so bad. Okay, but let's get back to Josh's story. Yeah, so, I, I, I was even there for this. Like, no, not, let, let me. Let's not, no. Not, not like you were physically there at that time because we were still at the bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah we're at the- but you were talking to other Buffalo fans, and then she found her girl that she wanted. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> and no. me and Rico were hooked on watching that because we wanted to see if oh it was going to go God. down or not. Oh um, and this oh is Jeanette. This is me meeting you within an hour. This is I how know. it goes. This is how it went down with us. So crazy. Okay. So then yeah. we said, yeah. okay, we have to get some food, right? Because yeah, so, we're going to die. Yeah. So then I think we situation. found a wing place, right? <laughs> yep. We yeah, we went upstairs. Yeah. So then we go there. And then um, so me and Josh sit down and Enrique and you went to go get the food, right? That was a mistake. That we yes. should not have left you guys alone. <laughs> yes. like, well, like, so here's the thing. <laughs> here's here's why this happened. So Enrique was going to go get food. And I was sitting down. But then he like he seemed really um hesitant on what to get like he 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 didn't want to be like group leader of the wings so <laughs> i went with him to help out because he's like well what do you want i'm like dude just get wings get like yeah, yeah. get like four orders of wings get different sauces and we'll be good mm-hmm. he's like uh oh uh, well do you know what they like i'm like just let's go up there i'll go with you i'll help you out here so we went up there together leaving you two hopefully sitting at the table <laughs> we are 
That was we are, bad. That was oh, very bad. So yeah. we're waiting for the order because they're like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. We're like, okay, well, we'll just stand up there and wait because it was, they really didn't have a good system on, oh, it's because he said to go. I was like, dude, what do you mean to go? Like, I was like, we're eating here. He's like, oh, sorry. I'm like, okay, whatever. So they were having to go. So like everyone that was to go was like standing up there waiting for it. All the for here people got to sit at their table with their little placard and whatever. Mm-hmm. which would have saved you guys. Um, this whole story wouldn't have existed. Well, it might have, but it might have been a whole different story. But so we're up there waiting and then we turn around and you guys are gone. There's nobody <laughs> at our table anymore. We're like, I'm like, oh, dude, where'd they go? He's like, he's like, I don't know. They probably had to go. They probably went to go get another beer. I'm like, they don't need another beer. He's like, I know, but that's probably where they went. I'm like, okay, whatever. He knows okay. me. Dude, I was going to yeah. say that is 100% yeah. accurate. Yeah. We're like, yes. we're like okay, they want to go get another beer. Whatever. We have time. And then we come back with the wings. And at this time, Jeanette is back. Yeah. But not, not gross. You were back in time when the wings showed up. And yeah. we're, like, we're like, where is he? And like, we couldn't get, like, we couldn't get a story from you straight. I don't know. You were kind of in like that, like, a mumbling period of time for your alcoholism <laughs> but like we couldn't get the story straight from you like where's josh and you're just like yeah. no no no, no. We're like well, did did you have no. him with you and you're like you're like he's gone i'm like okay he's no. gone cool we went we did go get another beer but i think after that we went to the restroom and then i told him wait for me here let's meet here but then <laughs> that's he took off. Bad. I was yeah. about to ask you, how did we get separated? Because yeah, that's it why. does not sound like a you and I thing. That's no, we got like we, got, we would <laughs> stay together. But yes, yeah. we got beer. But then after that, we went to the restroom and we said, okay, let's wait here, um, yeah. or let's meet here. So he didn't. I went to the table because I thought I was waiting there for a while and he wasn't coming out. So I yeah. was like, maybe he went to the table to look for me, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I go and I sit down. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like, you guys are asking me and stuff. And then all of a sudden, Enrique is like, oh, wait, is that Josh right there? So Josh is sitting at a slot machine in front <laughs> of the wing place. Yep. He's not. He yep. didn't come yeah, back he's, in. His back is like facing His back is facing the uh, the slot machine. And he's just, like, yeah. just like looking at us from afar. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Yeah. But he wasn't. He was so into it. Like, it looked like he was there to gamble. Like, yeah. he didn't look like he was looking for someone. Like, he looked like he was there for that. Like, that was yeah. his whole goal for the yeah. day to gamble. Yeah. yeah. All of so, sudden, we, so we left yeah. him there. We left him there. And we started mm-hmm. eating the wings, which gets us distracted. Yeah. Uh, we get we start eating wings. And then we, like, think, we're like, why hasn't he came back yet? Like, what is he doing? And now we lost him again. All right, hi, I'm Jay Rhodes, and I am with the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. If you guys are in Las Vegas, you guys need to check out this great grocery store named Vaughn's. Visit your neighborhood Vaughn's located at 1131 East Tropicana Avenue, Las Vegas, Nevada, for a convenient and friendly grocery experience. From our wide selection of groceries, bakery, deli, and fresh produce, we've got you covered. Our bakery features customizable cakes, cupcakes, and more, while the deli offers a variety of party trays made to order. Our pickup service, order ahead, even allows you to place your bakery order online so it's ready for you when you get here. All the great things you can find at your local Vaughn's. They also sell beer. They also sell beer. Yeah, but I and, saw him. Okay, okay. So yeah. I saw him get up and I saw yep. him walk. And I was like, 
oh oh no like i don't know yeah he did like a 360 like he was walking towards the place and he turned right around and went the opposite way yeah so i was like oh he walked away yeah so i go to find josh right (laughs) so he's like walking super fast right and i'm chasing him like across the casino floor right so as they get close to him like i'm literally like chasing him right he's like walking super fast and then i get like close to him and I was like, hey, and I kind of just tapped him like on the side a little bit. And then he turned around and then he asked me, he was like, oh, hey, where have you been? I've been looking for you. <laughs> like, what? Dude, where I probably you? was looking for you. Oh, for that's sure. You where you? I was, that's why I was walking so fast. Yeah. But like, but- I lost to them yeah. at the restroom. Yep. It was like, but your face, you were like, oh, where have you been? Like, like I was the one that was lost. Like you knew exactly where you were, and I was the one that was lost. So yeah, I was like, "Oh, let's go to the table." So then we go to the table, and then everything gets fuzzy from there for me. So yeah. So okay. So Josh. So Froze makes it back to the table. Um, we're eating wings. You are not wanting wings at all. Like literally, it was probably three minutes, and Froze, you got back up and booked it again. I'm like, dude, where the fuck is he going? I'm like, well, maybe, and and the way. The way that you left the table, I was like, he's got to puke. He's going to the bathroom to puke. Because like oh, you, yeah, were, in you, a, did say you were in a hurry. Yeah, you were in a hurry to get to wherever the fuck we were. You wanted to be somewhere else very quickly. So I was like, oh, he's got to puke. I'm like, that makes sense. He's at that point now where like he's had enough. I think uh, him vomiting would be a great idea for him to rally for the rest of the night. So I'm like, okay, we'll let him go to the bathroom and puke. And we just sit there and literally we are like finishing the wings at this point. And we're like, He's been gone a long time, hasn't he? Like, yeah, it's been a little longer than I hoped it'd be. And so you get on your phone, you try to get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. Not a chance. Like, he's like not responding or texting, and it's like hieroglyphics type of thing, and it's just not not happening. We're like, uh, well, maybe he'll come back. We give him a couple more minutes, and then I'm like, I need I need to find this kid because I have no idea where he is. So this is when I get on my phone and I call him and thank God he picks up. I'm like, hey, where are you at? You're like, I'm like, Josh, <laughs> listen, to me. where are you? You're like, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at the D. I'm like, what? Oh, that reminds He's like, that. he's like, I'm at the D. I'm like, you're at our hotel, the D, which is on the opposite side of Fremont Street where we are at Circa eating wings right now that you left like 20 <laughs> minutes ago and you made it all the way to the hotel yeah yeah i'm at the d right now I'm like well come back he's like how i'm like what i'm like he's like how do i how do i get back to where you are i go i go go to circa oh he's like oh circa's over there i'm like yeah circa's over here come to circa and you're like okay i can do that and you're like you're like well i'm like well where i was there yeah you're like I'm, I'm, i can do that i'm like okay cool and i'm like i'm like well where are you you're like well, I'm actually at Lids right now. I'm like, what? Where? And then I like, I look at everybody. I go, does anybody know where the closest Lids is? Because we're thinking you're three miles out by now. Because like, yeah. there's no way, there's no way there's a Lids on Fremont Street. We walked it enough times that I knew there was not a Lids anywhere. And it was like, dude, is he at the fashion mall? Like, how did did he get on a bus? Like, did he get a cab? I'm like, I'm like, does this guy want to go to Lids? And he just told the taxi driver, dude, take me to Lids right now. And he wanted to go there. And like. He's like, no, I got a hat. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, okay, whatever. And then I'm like, okay, well, just, I'm like, do you know where you are right now? He's like, yes. I'm like, can you make it back to circuit? You're like, I can do it. I'm like, okay. 
if you get lost or you can't make it back, call me. You're like, okay, I'll be back as soon as I can. I'm like, okay, cool. I hang up with him. I shit you not. It was three minutes. And he was, <laughs> and he sat right down. I go, <laughs> I go, I go, how the fuck did you I get here this fast? That. And you're like, like, dude, I just, I was at Lids. I was like, yeah, I know. But you said you were at the D. You're like, what? I'm like, yeah, you said you were at the D and you went to Lids and now you're coming back to Circa. He's like, that's a long ways. I said, I know. How did you get here that? I said, how did you get here this quickly? And you're like, dude, I don't know. I must be really fast or something. And I'm like, there's no way. So I'm like, so I'm thinking the whole story is bullshit. I'm thinking you were just sitting in the bathroom the whole time and I talked to you in the bathroom. You're making up a story of going to Lids and this motherfucker shows me his bag with the receipt with a new hat that he just got. And I'm like, he made it to Lids. I have no idea how he made it to Lids and I have no idea where Lids is and how the hell he made it back that fucking quick from a Lids. And I'm just like, this is insane. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, so I have you like, I have you like drink some ranch and like eat like one buffalo wing. So like, you have to get something in your stomach or you're yeah. going to die. So I made you like eat like one wing and then like drink a cup of ranch. And that was, that was what you got in your stomach that day. And but we're you- getting ready to leave. And like, you guys are still there and we're just going to get ready to leave. Cause like he needs to go to bed. Like you are yeah. Josh, you are done. So sorry. We can't puke and rally this one. You are going to bed. It is, it is seven 30 at night right now, eight o'clock at night. You're going to bed. So I'm walking him out of this wing place. And is literally as I step out the door, I look to the right. The store next door, not even 50 feet from where I was at, <laughs> was a fucking lids. So you made it probably a good 75 feet that entire trip that you made. If that. And you were just oh hanging out at Lids across the, across the hall when we were like, and I had to take a picture of it because like in one picture, and I didn't have to zoom out or anything. In one picture, I got the wing place and Lids in the same picture. I was like, I was that, that's, I go, I, I sent it to you, Jeanette, on Twitter, and I was yeah. like, that's how far Josh made it that night. <laughs> oh my god, I was dying. I was showing it to Enrique because we didn't know yeah. where that Lids store was either. Yeah, no, so not we all. Like, how the like, hell? It's like he's somewhere on like he's somewhere on the strip now. I know he is. Like I'm never gonna find him again. Like I I can't find him. His phone's gonna die. My phone's gonna die. Something's gonna happen that, and I, he's not gonna be in the way to get back. I'm like I'm like I'm, I lost my friend. That's it. He's gone. <laughs> this is the end of that one now. <laughs> not good. But then it was even tough to get him home. Like because we were on the opposite side of Fremont Street, so I had to literally like I had to carry not carry you, but I had like an arm and I like took an arm. So I, you wouldn't, and it was packed down there too. So it was like shoulder yeah. to shoulder, trying to get through places, and Fro oh still still that, being that's still not being, true. <laughs> that's not true. I was able to walk back. I you did walk back. You stumbled, and you were you were kind of yeah. Like, I definitely you left stumbled, ready. but I you were lefty back. ready. Yeah, you were lefty ready. Um, <laughs> and there was there was some times where I had to kind of like shoulder you and elbow you to keep you in the right direction um but we did make it back and we almost didn't make it into the hotel though because you were just you were standing and i think you're just standing for too long and just lost your balance and like you like lost your balance like almost into the sheriff that was checking ids like you (laughs) felt like in like you like bumped into the wall right next to the sheriff and he looks at you and he looks at me and he goes i showed him the room card and i go I go, we're, we're going to bed. He's like, straight to the room. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then I no. take Crohn's up to the bedroom uh-huh. and up to the room or whatever. And I'm like, 
I'm like, okay, just, just go to bed. I'll get you water and stuff like that. And, uh, whatever, you know, let me know if you need anything, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you're like man, we were out late tonight, weren't we? I'm like, yeah, buddy, we were, we were out really late. He's like, dude, it's eight o'clock in the morning. I've never been out this late before. I'm like, no, no. I'm like, buddy, it's eight o'clock at night. Like we barely made it out tonight at all. Eight o'clock in the morning. Yep. Yep. And then like, he like, and he's like, oh, okay. So then you like to do this like barrel roll into your bed and almost fall right out of it. Like I had to save you from hitting the nightstand. And then like, you're just like, you're like in your bed backwards, like just in the weirdest position ever. And then you look at the clock and you're like, dude, is it already nine o'clock in the morning? I'm like, no, it's nine o'clock at night. Stop saying it's morning. (laughs) Just go to bed. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And then like, and then I had to make sure to lock, like I double locked all the doors and I put the little like stringer lock or whatever on it. Cause I'm like, okay, there's no way he'll figure this one out just in case like I fall asleep and like he gets out. I'm like, I'll never see him again if he escapes right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Let me tell you another part. Um, The part about, Enrique's confusion on going to the wing place. <laughs> we were talking about, I think the tacos, the well, some taco place yeah, that, that I had told doesn't Josh. Exist anymore. That what? Oh, the taco place that I looked for that doesn't exist. No. <laughs> yeah, like some taco place. We were talking about it at the bar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what we were talking about. because yeah. I went <laughs> looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but when no, Road Dog, you remember it because like that's how we ended up at the burger place because I was looking at the looking for the taco place. Yes. So when they went, when you guys were gonna go up, Enrique was like, "Okay, what do you guys want?" So I was like, "Tacos," and then Josh was like, "Tacos," and he's like, "No, they don't sell tacos here. (laughs) Yeah, we're like, okay, okay, we'll get wings." And then he was like, "What kind of wings?" And I was like, uh, "Parmesan habanero." Or I was th- I was getting them confused. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Okay." And he's like, "What kind do you want?" And then he, Josh, still thought it was tacos. So he was telling like carne asada, and he was like, oh, no. "He's like, no, we're not, we're not at the taco place." Like he kept trying to get us. Get us to understand that we were not having tacos. So Enrique we were... probably never wants us to hang out ever again. No, he was busting <laughs> up. It was like, yeah, he was a cool not... guy. Yeah, he was like, with you too. Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But he That's was... what I felt at the night. Like, I was so I was so glad Enrique was there because I was like, I was like, <laughs> one is enough, but like two of you guys together, like that's that's impossible to like corral. It's like hurting cats. It was, it was always going to be that way, too. Yes. Me and Jeanette know. It was always going to be that way. I know, but it was so cool. Oh, my God. We love you guys. And Rico was like, they're so cool. So much. Um, we and you, so kept, much you kept trying to talk me into changing our flights. It's like, oh, it's yeah. not that easy to just change flights. Like, we got to get another room hotel. We got to get another flight. We got to change it out. You're like, like well, we're going to have a barbecue. I'm like, well. Yeah, great, but we could have had a barbecue on Sunday when we were doing stuff, and and then you're like, and then you had to work, and I was like, why did she tell me she had to work? He's like, oh, she forgot. I'm like, good thing I didn't change my flights that night. I know it was so bad. Oh my god, we were so 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 drunk. I think it, I know it was my fault for starting off with that IPA, and then I think I did more. Yeah, we did Negra Modelos, and then yeah, at we the end, did. Modelos, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so good though. I had so much fun. But yeah, yeah the the Buffalo um fans were not were not cutting it for Josh. No. <laughs> they weren't good enough. 
Hey. Yeah, they were not. Well, and Road Dog, we'll get into this later in this episode, but you've seen real Buffalo fans. Yes, that was they not were cutting it. They were not cutting it. No, they were not. Yeah, they, they were not at the level of drunkenness that a Buffalo fan should be at all times. <laughs> right. Especially when it's when good. Buffalo is playing. That's yeah. crazy. Well, yeah, like the Buffalo fans when I was there on Friday night before the football game were more rowdy than this crowd was during a Buffalo game. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> and they were all wearing their Bills stuff on a Friday night <laughs> with no <Yeah>. game on. <laughs> and me and Josh were so happy. I told him, I every time I come to Circa, I feel like, like I want to cry because it's so beautiful. <laughs> There's so many, yeah. so many screens and beer, and I love it. And he was like, "Oh my god, I love this place too." It was so <laughs> crazy. Oh, so the first time I went to Circa, actually, I think Road Dog, you were actually uh, taking a rest on the first time I went. Yep. Like, yeah, and then we went to the sportsbook afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, I went and sat in that sportsbook. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest place I've ever been, ever. It was crazy. Like, ever. Like, yeah. there's TVs everywhere. I can yeah. bet on sports everywhere. Like, this is so great. Yep. The I'm bar. so happy that, like, okay, they had a few reserved tables, but I was afraid that it was going to be the Vegas thing where, like, everything was reserved. And I was like, I was, I, I was setting myself up for disappointment that I was going to be standing at the Circus Sportsbook. And I'm really happy that they, like, the majority of their seats were open seating. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. I mm-hmm. love it there. Oh, my God. We had so much fun. But, yeah, this was this was probably your guys' drinking plan that Sunday night, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, it, 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 we didn't it, plan it. It just it, happens. It probably wouldn't be good if me and Jeanette lived close to each other again. Yeah. Here, I got I got an audio clip to go with that then. Well, Hector, here's the game plan. You're going to bring us two absolute quarantines. You know how I like to trade up. Then precisely seven and one half minutes after that, you're going to bring us two more. Then two more after that, five minutes until one of us has to burn out. That's the strategy, sir. Bingo. <laughs> no, we've talked about it before and we've said we have to be neighbors. We have to live like next door. That way nobody oh, has to drive. Like we yeah. have to be yeah. That's very true. neighbors. Yeah. So Enrique mm-hmm. was like, Oh yeah, he'd be like coming in from, from work and there would be Josh, um, Josh and I drinking in the front <laughs> yep. porch. Lawn chairs out, yep. Right. <laughs> Oh my god, I had so much fun though, but it was great talking to you guys too. But yeah, I yeah, definitely, it was good gotta, to talk to you too. I do gotta go, but oh, we we gotta find some way to chill this uh, podcast out because we're already on almost two hours. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll, really, we'll be doing a we'll be and we're only on sure. Vegas yeah. so far. So yeah. that's okay. <laughs> Vegas deserves its own episode, I think. Yeah, I do. It does. Yeah. No, it was awesome. It was okay, fun. well, it was good talking to you, and uh, for sure. Um, we'll have you on again. That's a guarantee. You're always welcome on here. Um, you get good listens, you get good viewers, everything like that. So everyone, if you like Jeanette, let us know on Twitter at Norm Sucks Podcast that you want to see more of her, listen to more of her, and hear some more stories. All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. And Sounds take good. care, Josh. Talk to you soon. Yeah. You're, see ya. you're home, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm home. I'll talk okay. to you soon. Okay. Talk to you later. Right. Bye, yeah, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone.
All right, I think that caps our Vegas part of this. Sweet, episode. good, good to talk to her. That's good to hear from her. Oh, it was perfect. Like yeah. we couldn't have capped off that Vegas part of it any better. Like Jeanette, Jeanette was my partner in crime, and she still has a little <laughs> bit more memory than I do, but not much, which I enjoy. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you know that you weren't alone in that uh, inebriation fest. Uh, yeah. so. Well, it's uh, definitely how it's always going to go down with me and Jeanette. So, yeah, for sure. All right, so. Now, I think we have to transition from Vegas, right? We do. We have to get something else in this episode. I don't think we need to hit everything. We can maybe do like a another part episode, but we definitely need to hit some more stuff other than just Vegas. So whatever uh, you mean, want to transition to, let me know. We still got a little over an hour, so I think we can hit everything because our other stuff is not that big. Let's actually transition into, and I think this is a good spot. Um, let's not go full into football, but let's go full into your experience in Buffalo. Okay, so Buffalo, New York. Let's start it with this right here. This is going to be. This is going to set the tone for everything. Buffalo. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> absolute madness in Buffalo. I cannot say any better things about the Buffalo Bills football experience than what I received when I was there. Start out getting to Buffalo. I check into my hotel and I try to find out where's the closest place that I can get wings because I'm in Buffalo. I need to try some wings. And there was a Duff's wings literally across the block from my hotel. So I go there. It is a Saturday night at the time and the Buffalo Sabres are playing home to the Boston Bruins. So pretty big game. I go into this Duff's bar and I shit you not, on a Saturday night when there's hockey on all the TV screens, all I can see is Bills gear. They are already in their Bills gear for tomorrow. <laughs> They're ready. And it's like, this is all, I think that's all they own is Bills gear. And that's all they wear when they're there. But the bar was super cool. Um, I had my Norm Sucks uh, North Stars jersey on. So I got a lot of compliments about the North Stars and a few people asking, like, Wait, is that Minnesota or is that Dallas? I'm like, no, it's Minnesota, but you know, they took our team and da da da. da. And I talked to a couple people with that, and that was cool because, like, even though they were like all Buffalo Bills fans, 
they were all hockey fans too because they're they're Canadian basically and they follow hockey. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, don't do that because that's like that's like other people calling us Canadian. I am not even remotely Canadian. So, no, don't do that. Don't do that to them. Okay, they're, they're, so, they're avid hockey fans that like Canadian beer and okay. they live very close to Canada. Like, no, and they love Tim Hortons and they... <laughs> yes, I okay. I, I don't All like right. Tim Hortons. I'll take Dunkin' Donuts, but... Well, see, if you, you've never had Tim Hortons, though, to an extent... Yes, where it was I have. Like, well, yes, no, I have. Okay, you didn't live somewhere where you had Tim Hortons every day yeah. of your life. Uh, why, why would you go to Tim Hortons every day of your life? That's crazy. Okay. I'd be like so, 500 pounds. No, that's true. <laughs> but like your Tim Hortons experience is not the same as a Buffalo person's Tim Hortons experience. Cuz it's always saying don't call him Canadian. We can but don't call him Canadian. Okay. They are like Canadians in the fact of how well knowledge they are of hockey. Where there's not many no, American, no, like Americans. They're like Miss Sotans there. No, we're, we're not going to do this Canadian thing. I am not doing that to Buffalo people. I am not. If we have any Buffalo listeners, that is not, we are not going to compare you to Canada. Like, okay, sure, sure. Minnesotans definitely know their hockey. So we'll compare you to Minnesotans. Okay, sure. So they know their hockey and they knew about the North Stars and they liked to talk hockey, even though they were all you know, dolled up in Bill's gear and stuff like that. But very cool, very welcoming. Um, Because I even asked the guys, I was like, so are we cool? He's like, yeah, we're cool. I'm like, are we cool tomorrow? He's like, yeah, we're cool tomorrow. I'm like, okay, good. I need need to know that. I need to know, like, I've heard stories, you know, where it's like, uh, you better watch out if you're an away fan. You better, you know, go in groups and stuff like that. It's not Philly. They're not going to be throwing bricks at you or anything like that because Philly is a bunch of morons. But going to the tailgates and Buffalo was super welcoming. Like, they'll give you shit. But, like, if you give shit back, they're all about it. Like, you're not going to get in a fist fight with somebody in Buffalo because you say the Bills suck or they say that the Vikings suck or whatever. You kind of laugh it off. And you're like, yeah, whatever. We'll see it out tonight. You know, whatever. Just give it back to them and they take it back. But the coolest thing about the whole – Bill's experience is the way that they laid out the stadium. So the stadium is laid out in the middle of residential. And I would say that it's like, it's like how they laid out green Bay only bigger. So like it's there and they've got tons of parking lots. Like it's, you get the stadium and you probably have like two lengths of the stadium on the outside of just parking lots. And then you have the tailgate lots after that, which consists of, gravel extra parking lots it consists of people's front yards people's backyards people's alleys like you drive down and like when you're within like a mile of the stadium you already start seeing people tailgating in their front yards for the buffalo game and then they have a sign outside that says parking ten dollars so they let people park and fill up their driveway and their front yard and their backyard and i mean i've heard of people that have been basically paid for their season tickets just from the parking fees that they collect for every game. And if you go down there and it's, it's everywhere, like it's all residential. There's no businesses within like a mile of the stadium and you go down there and it's just 
just parking lots from all the eye can see and tailgate lots from all the eye can see. And the lot that I went to was Hammer Lot, which I was told was one of the bigger um, bigger lots. It's where Pinto Ron is and where his lot is. So I had to go there, and that's where I spent most of my time uh, seeing all the tailgate lots. And I know Froves, um, you know of Buffalo. You know of the Buffalo antics that go on there. So you can definitely rep that these guys were pretty crazy what they do for the uh, tailgating over there. Well, yeah, it's 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 – they love this team so much. Um, mm-hmm. Like even being a Vikings fan, like there's a reason I love the Buffalo Bills at the same time, because the Buffalo Bills fans, they love their team more than I think they love their spouses, like or their sure. children even. Like For it's sure. such a big deal to them, and as a as someone who grew up loving sports more than anything, I respect that. It's insane. Um, yes. Well, I mean, they love, they love the bills unconditionally too, because like they didn't win no Super Bowls. They're not, right. they're not like the big team. They're not the big franchise. They're, they're the underdogs. They're the little guys. And they still love their bills no matter what. Dude, when, when they're, have a losing record and have no shot to playoffs. Bills Mafia still shows up for um, sure. Win, lose, or draw, they are still there. Yeah, it's it's something special. Um, that's the reason that the Bills actually do have a special place in my heart. Like I have friends that are their parents are from Buffalo. Like they were born in Vegas, but their friend or their parents are born in Buffalo, and like so that's where I became really attached to the Buffalo Bills. And learned a lot more about them. And I mean, I you went to their home stadium. I went to their away games, and Bill's Mafia still shows up. It's insane. <laughs> yep. Like mm-hmm. it's I saw tables broken. Like <laughs> and that's not that's not a metaphor. I'm not screwing with anyone. Like I literally did see someone go through a table. Yeah. Um it's I saw beer bongs off the top of the uh, Ford trucks. Like I, I, I can't even explain all of what I saw from mm-hmm. the Buffalo or Bills Mafia. But that is a team that has the fan base that is unrelenting. Like they are the yeah. best fan base of all time, and I have Any no team issue would want that. that. Yeah, any team in the league would want those fans for their team. They were snow blowing their players out of their houses yeah. just to get the them to get them the to airport. Cleveland. Yeah, get to Detroit. Yeah, it's uh, I can't say enough about. Well, this is what I'll say to the Bills. Hey, 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 let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. The Bills make me want to shout. But, yeah, I mean, the antics going on there. So let me set the stage for you. There's thousands of Bills fans, thousands of Vikings fans. I Okay, also I want to give a shout out to the Vikings fans because they traveled well. And I have never been to a Vikings road game. I have never been, you know, for that. So I can't say was it more than normal, less than normal. I don't see why it couldn't have been more than normal because it seemed like a lot. Like it seemed like more than it should have been 
for a game in Buffalo for two teams, basically, you know, top of their conferences, top of their divisions, playing each other in a really, really meaningful game in decent weather. Whereas, you know, a week later we found out that Buffalo gets seven feet of snow. So we, we timed it out just right to not have to hit that, but it was 30 degrees, a little bit of rain, a little bit of snow, but nothing, nothing to complain about for outdoor football. But set the stage there. We've got thousands of Bills fans, thousands of Vikings fans getting along, giving each other shit, you know, whatever type of thing. And then they start doing like their rituals and their things like that. They're like, 30 minutes till the catch-up show. And I'm like, I've already known my research. I know what's going on. But a lot of people are like, what's a catch-up show? I'm like, oh, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. You need to see what this catch-up show is. So so they're like, they're like, what's a catch-up show? I'm like, well, just stand here but stand back a little bit because you don't want to be in the first three rows of the ketchup show they're like yeah. oh, okay 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 so like okay ketchup show is going on 11 30 and apparently it's every single you know pregame or whatever how they do it away and home um is that pinto ron shows up in a white t-shirt and he's got a hamburger in his hands and he walks up there and he goes does anybody have any ketchup and they decide to absolutely go ham on him. They've got people up on top of trucks, like surrounding like the stage area with big ass 64 ounce bottles of ketchup. And they just cover him from head to toe in ketchup. Like he is completely covered in ketchup. And then they throw mustard on him too. And it's it's insane. And the whole time they're doing it, they're uh, they're playing the background music to pour some sugar on me. <laughs> So it's absolutely insane to see it going on. But yeah, we got Pinto Ron in the background waiting for his catch up. <laughs> catch up! Please catch up! And there's people like with like ketchup costumes and mustard costumes. And it's. It's a thing. I mean, it's just, and there he goes. He gets ketchup all over him. Holy cow. He's <laughs> <is> disgusting. <laughs> well, and the thing is, it's tradition for them. Yep. It's, it's, a, it's, it's an every game thing. Yeah, it's etched in their history. Like, yeah. it, it's, that's why I have so much respect for the Buffalo Bills because their fans have created more history than I think any fans in all of yeah. football. Because mm-hmm. think about like Dallas doesn't have anything special. Like we don't no. have anything special and like LA doesn't or obviously they don't have anything yeah. special. Like Cleveland yeah. obviously they don't have anything mm-hmm. special. But even the Steelers, like there's no like Thing that you like pin on the Steelers, Patriots, same thing. Like, I mean, Patriots, all they can pin on is just having Tom Brady. Like, the Bills are just a different breed. Like, yeah. it's it's so much fun. Like, I, and it's everywhere too. It's all over the place because, like, you go there and then you're like, oh, that was fun. And then they're like, oh no, did you go see Pinto Ron's actual grill? And you're like, what? So he's got this old ass red Ford Pinto that is decked out to be basically a grill. And it's the most non-grilling item grills that you could think of. So the whole under the hood is like a big ass grill. And then he's got like, he's cooking stuff, but he's cooking fried eggs on a shovel. So like the shovel is in the grill cooking the fried eggs. 
And then he's got another little level that's like cooking bacon, but the bacon is like on top of a rake. Like the rake is holding the bacon. And then there's other things where he's doing like kebabs and the kebabs are being like skewered through with a, like those long ass, like almost like they almost look like a cartoon looking uh, screwdrivers and stuff like that. But like, and and let me guess, because I, I, I want to really drive this home. I'm guessing that Pinto Ron doesn't charge anyone for the food that he gives away. So you you just grab what you want and you just start making whatever you want or he'll make you something or somebody else would be like, hey, have a have a hot dog or whatever type of thing. Yeah, no, there's no there's no like, oh, we need a five dollar cover charge for you to enter the the Pinto Ron food place. It's like, no, it's this is all just what they do. And this is what they what they you know want the experience to be for everyone. And it's like they don't care about taking money from people. There was not even a spot that you could even donate. Like there was no tip jars or anything anywhere. So it's like, this is just what they do. And this is just what they experience. And then you go across, you know, across the street to another little truck that's there and their tailgates full of beer cans, because apparently that's where you throw your recycling. It's just in the back of the trucks and they close the tailgates up and they take them home. And that's how they recycle all their cans. <laughs> they don't use bags. They don't use, cause there's you'd be no bags in the world. That you could hold all those beer cans. So you just throw them in the back of the tailgates of all the trucks. And then they just carry them off when they leave for the end of the day. But there's a bowling ball on this like stage type thing. And you go up there and you're like, hi. You're like, and they give, they pour oh, a shot into, yes, into the one of the holes, into one of the holes of the bowling ball. And then you, lift the bowling ball up and you put it to your mouth and you drink the shot out of the hole of the bowling ball out of the thumb. And then you throw it on the ground and then you pick it up and you put it back up for the next person. And I, I took a shot of, I don't know what it was, but I took a shot of alcohol out of a bowling ball and it was an experience. <laughs> so let me, let me tell you, I've seen the video of you doing it and which is awesome, but yep. and I've also seen like that. This is a thing before you did it. Yep. Uh, the fact that you didn't know what it was is kind of hilarious. Well, it was just a, it was a random bottle. And like, I, I know that they don't use, they're not using high shelf for this because they're going through a lot of liquor, a lot of liquor filling up, you know, uh, are they using high shelf in Buffalo anyways? No, no, exactly. But like, but they're, you know, there, it could be Boone's farm or something like that. I don't know what it could have been, but it was just, it was a normal, like, looking alcohol bottle that I could not, I could not recognize what it was. So it looked like kind of like a reddish tint to it. So I don't know, no idea what it could have been. No, it's the greatest thing ever. Like yeah. Buffalo, <laughs> it, it's, I, and you know what? I gave it to a Buffalo fan to take a video of me. And I was like, dude, this guy could break my phone. He could, you know, you know, just take photos of himself or something like that. And yeah, I saw the video. Cool dude. He took a video of me and then he took a selfie of himself. Just to be kind of a dick about it, but I was like, that's cool. So yeah, no, I think so it was actually kind of, I actually kind of think it was cool they actually put himself in it a little bit because yeah, no, it was cool because he's like, hey, I'm in it too, and he's, he's a Buffalo fan, and yeah, yep. There was there was some camaraderie going on, and it was cold, it was windy, um, but it was not anything you know, not like the Winter Classic cold type of thing. That was a whole different insane here, but it was it was doable as long as you had some good clothes on for football, and. Right. This is all that we're talking about. We're not even talking about the game. The game was insane. The game was the best football game I've ever been to in my life. The K fans saying it's top Vikings game in history. Actually, it probably is the top 
It might be one of the top football games I've ever seen. This, yeah, this, this, and I hate this because now I'm going to be riding this dragon for the rest of my life. Yeah, because you won't ever get another one. There's I will never. No get, way that you're getting a football game. That's a Vikings Super Bowl. Witnessed. A Vikings Super Bowl win would be the only thing that would top this game. No, I don't think so. And I think it would be so damn nervous being at a Vikings Super Bowl game that I couldn't even enjoy it. I I, I don't think it'd be the same though either. Unless we win like really fifty-five don't. nothing. It wouldn't be the same though. No, because it, it really... didn't have the drama. It wasn't the back and forth. It wasn't the fourth and nineteen. It wasn't the fumble Even... in the end zone for a touchdown. It was like there was like you say the Minneapolis miracle was the greatest thing ever in Minnesota. We had like five Minneapolis miracles in this Buffalo game alone. And well, so here's the thing: is even if it was, say there was back and forth. Yeah. Uh, the crowd is not going to be no, what you no. were sitting in. Not like, a Super Bowl so crowd. It's never yeah. ever going to be like that. Like, there's no Super Bowl that I well, actually think that being in the crowd is better. Maybe than being an at maybe an place. NFC Championship game. Yeah, so that a totally, home a but, home NFC Championship game. Yeah, that could happen. Yes, that could happen. That could but be not it. Super Bowl. No, not too real because you have you have like sixty percent of the fans in there are not fans of the teams, at least. Yeah, at just, least they're just celebrities. And they're there to be there. Yeah, hanging out. Yep. So yeah, I I agree with you there completely. And then like, and then it would be like to go to the Super Bowl. So yeah, an NFC Championship game, like winning would be probably insane too. Yeah. So while I get a beer, talk about how that stadium felt and what you heard and how it worked when Josh Allen fumbled that ball. Okay, so this is actually kind of crazy because so where I'm sitting is I am in the end zone, fifth row of where Josh Allen was not facing, but... Like he was in our end zone, like his feet were in our end zone facing the opposite way. So like we could see the entire line and I was like, I kind of in the angle. So I had the, I had the angle that I could see the entire Buffalo offensive line, Josh Allen going up to the play. And we were so confused because like at first the way the clock was, the way the time was, there was no way that I could see them gaining any yards where they were at right now. So I thought when he was coming up, I thought he was going to come up, you know, huh, 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 try to get us to go offsides, either call a timeout or back up to shotgun. He didn't, he went for it. And I don't, I'm that had to have been the play call. I, I can't say it was not the play call because they did exactly how they were going to do it. And with the time that was left on the clock when they did it, it was nothing that seemed like it shouldn't have been what the play call was. But I was like, okay, how do you not either go back into shotgun, give yourself some time to get the two, three yards you need to get out of the way, then you could run it up, and then you can get a good punt from the back of your end zone where your punter's not having to step on the back of the end zone to get it out. He could actually have some room. So let's let's be completely honest with you, though. Like, or all of our listeners, all 12 of them, and our guy in Pakistan – Shout out to Pakistan. Uh, 
Dude, he still should have been able to handle that snap and get a yard or at least be yep. there. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. But I just, for first, it was not the first play call that I would have made. It is not the second play call that I would have made. And another play call that I would have made would have been to take a safety. Well, yeah, and I understand the safety conversation. I wouldn't have done it. That is not something I would have done. But yeah. what I would like, I wouldn't necessarily have done the quarterback sneak either. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what I would have done, and this is just, and this is Madden talk basically, but I would spread them out. Like, oh, for sure. I would have yep. went, like, you get as least amount of defenders in the box as you can. Yeah, and you have Josh Allen. Like, basically, get get him out, and then jo- go grab like three yards. Because uh, if that's all you have to do, it was it was a bad decision on Buffalo's part. But like, literally, what did the stadium feel like though? Is like that's what I'm actually most curious about. Because I wasn't in the stadium. Like, what did the stadium feel like when he fumbled that ball and Kendricks came up with it? So it was really confused at first because ever so at first and. I think we had a better view in the end zone in our section than the rest of the stadium did. So at first, everybody thought it was a safety. They were like, oh, yeah, safety, safety, safety. Good, good, that's good, good, good. That's what television thought. That's what television yeah. thought. And that's that's what the majority of the Vikings fans outside of the end zone fans were thinking. Nobody thought there was a fumble at first until all of a sudden somebody came out with the ball. I think Kendricks came out with the ball and we're like, no way. Did he score? Did he score? And like, we had to look for the replay because we couldn't see the refs. The refs still were trying to figure out what the fuck happened. And then they showed the replay and they're like, we scored. And it just went bananas. We're like, there's no way that this happened. Really? Well, that's how we felt at home, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think there was any chance that that actually happened. No. So I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to look at the actual play calls on this one now. The play call for that drive? It was one play. It was one quarterback sneak. And yeah, well, so I'm seeing so... Ball. Yeah, so Kirk Cousins goes up the middle for minus three yards. Because we had it. Yeah, no, Kirk gets, like, on, like, the half-inch line. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he doesn't get in. It was a good call. He doesn't get in. And then it all... Yeah, there it is. Okay, yeah, so they... But this was the craziest part. So this, this is how this, like, this whole thing goes. So Cousins incomplete to Jefferson, and then we get third and goal with 59 seconds left. Cousins pass short middle to Jefferson, touchdown. Then they replay it. Runner yep. broke the plane ruling, and then play was reversed. Then Cousins short pass middle to Jefferson for five yards. Then they call another timeout. Then Cousins, another incomplete pass to Cook. This was the one that I thought we should have scored on because this, this was in Cook's hands, and he had nobody around him at all. And then they call the offsides on defense, and then we get it on the one. That's where we get into this play. So all of these things that shouldn't have went our way went our way to get to this one-yard line, which is how it ended up being fourth and goal on the one, didn't get it. 
basically we, stayed on the one. Say, and we still didn't get it. Like still didn't still didn't every, get it. So we're everything like, went like, our God way, it, like, and we were still screwed. But the way that it went our way, it put the ball on the one, and the putting the ball on the one is the reason why we got the touchdown off of the fumble from Buffalo. So it's like it still worked out, but like it was so weird the way that it was giving us these things. Well, and yet you don't fumble <laughs> at that point. Like you no. don't fumble. Like well, and that. here's the here's the point. The this would have been bro. this would have been a complete moot, moot point had we have not missed that field that extra point earlier. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's, yeah. And then they still then it still happens where Josh Allen goes all the way down the field in twenty seconds and gets a field goal to tie it. Like, oh great, there it is. That's it. You know, and I was I was thinking the whole time, like in the back of my head, I'm like, we're just one digs walk off touchdown away from losing this game. Cause that's all that I thought was gonna happen was Diggs was gonna walk this fucker off and it was gonna be a miracle against us and it's gonna be just in my throat for like the rest of the day. Well that's and it, basically, it just didn't happen. That's basically what happened against the Lions. Yep. Yep. So because I mean anytime Diggs got the ball, he he got it and he got yards. So I was like, we couldn't stop him. Eventually, he's going to score and he's going to get a touchdown on us. And it's like, it's going to happen in the end of the fourth quarter or in overtime, but thank God it didn't. <laughs> we, we won this game. We, we found a way to will, will to win the game. And awesome. I, I don't, I don't care. You know, if you say, well, you know, this, 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 I don't give a shit how we, we won. Win. We won the game. No. We won. All that matters is the win column. Like, yep. the, they don't think about all these concessions at the standings are the standings, and yep. a win is a win. Yep. Um, which they can never is, take that away from me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I almost feel like we got a little off track because I was kind of trying to just talk about atmosphere, but you brought us into just bringing up the NFL period. And uh, where are we at pick-wise? I, I, I hope I didn't just throw you on the spot, but I know you, you're you prepared. I, I remember you prepared. We talked about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, picks. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so our records right now, we took a little break for a few weeks. Um, but after eight weeks, I have the lead right now, 47 to 28, and you have 43 and 31. So I'm about uh, four, three and a half games ahead of you right now. And then we'll definitely make some picks for the upcoming week, which will be week 13. Week 13. Yep. So we'll be doing week 13 picks and we've already got the Thanksgiving games that have taken place. So we can't, we can't put any picks on the Thanksgiving games, but another game uh, Vikings win against New England in a pretty pretty good game and they were actually tried um New England put us up to a pretty good game so what oh, do you think about that one uh, yeah I, I actually can the damn Vikings win a game more than one score <laughs> yeah. can we put somebody away please it's not just the Packers I I've never seen this before like I I literally have not seen this before like we we have won nine games and can't beat anyone by more than one score. Like, how the hell does that even happen? Yep. It's so bizarre. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, and then we go and get like get completely curb stomped by the Cowboys, which no idea what happened in that game. Oh, we only get curb stomped, or we yeah. win by a score. By one. Yep. Like that's that's how the season's gone. It's weird. Yep. Exactly. All right, do you want to go into week picks? I've got them ready, written down. Yeah, do another, okay. uh, do another fast and frenzy of all the games that are going to be played for this week. And since I am leading, you can go. F- I'll go first again since I'm leading. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we've got Denver versus. Actually, I need to pull this up real quick. Okay, make sure I'm on the right pages. Yep. So Denver versus Carolina. I am going to go with Denver. Oh, I love that because I'm going with Carolina. All right, good. Atlanta versus Washington. I have to go Washington. I'm rolling with my boy Mariota. All right. Playing from behind. This is how you do it. Okay, Cincinnati versus Tennessee. Ooh, good rematch. Oh, that's a tough playoffs. one. That's a really tough one. I'm going to go with Tennessee. They're, they're hot right now. Uh, you know what? Just because I'm behind, I'm going to go the other way. But, damn, that's a close one. <laughs> it's gonna be, it should be a good match. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. Since then. All right. Bears and Jets. Okay, Bears had a couple good games, but they're not that good. I'm going to go Jets. I'll go Jets, too. Good call. Tampa Bay and Cleveland. What Tampa Bay is going to show up? I think the good Tampa Bay is going to show up. They're going to win that game. Cleveland sucks. I'm never, ever going to bet against Tom Brady. So, yeah, Tampa Bay. Good bet. Okay, Baltimore and Jacksonville. Baltimore, I think they're starting to figure out what they're supposed to be. I think they win this game. Yeah, I I don't have any belief in Jacksonville whatsoever. So, yeah, Baltimore. Okay, Houston versus Miami. Miami all day, every day. Houston sucks. Yep, same here. (laughs) That's an easy one. The Los Angeles Chargers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Mind Um, you, Matthew Stafford, I believe, is not playing. I believe that's the latest. Oh, no, Chargers. Herbert. Oh, Chargers. Chargers, Chargers yeah. Other, yeah. The other LA team. Chargers that, and Cardinals. I'm used to hearing them being San Diego. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, Chargers all day long. All right. The, My boy, Justin Herbert. So. Your Las Vegas Raiders versus the high-powered Geno Smith of Seattle Seahawks. I go Seahawks. Uh damn. Um it's in Seattle. I know it's another one that I kinda want to try to steal, but I because I feel like the Raiders are better than what they've shown. Yeah, they've they've had a lot of tough games this year. Yeah. It, I'm gonna sit uh, no, let's go crazy. I'm I'm down, so let's just go nuts. Like, there you go. <laughs> I'll take the Raiders. All right. Saints, 49ers. 49ers, I have them picked to win the Super Bowl. Or not yeah. win the Super Bowl, make the Super Bowl. So I got to stick Niners, with the 49ers. Niners across the board, yeah. Yep. Don't worry about that. All right. Now we have the other L.A. team, the Rams, this is versus the, the Chiefs. 
this is scary. Like, this is a scary game because everyone's going to say Chiefs. They have the line by 15 and a half. Uh, that would you're be the not, one that I would, I would take. Not I'm not taking the Rams. I'm not taking the Rams, but that's a that's a wicked line that I would take maybe for them to cover. But to well, win, I got to go Kansas City. Yeah, if we we're betting like with lines, yes, absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm going Kansas City too. All right, Kate. Now we're gonna go into our late game. So Sunday night football: Packers at Eagles. Oh Jesus. Oh, this is one of those. So the Eagles, like, I don't believe they're a 9-1 team, and I feel that the Packers need to win. And as much as it hates for me to pick the Packers, I'm going to pick the Packers on this one. I, am I, need, so, I need Eagles I'm, to lose. I'm, I'm so happy you did that because I'm taking the Eagles all day long. Okay, Monday night game. Absolute crapshoot. The 3-7 and seven Steelers versus the 4-6 and six Colts. Um, just for Jeff Saturday, I go Colts win. Why on earth is this a game on Monday night? <laughs> Monday night football? Yeah, I know. This oh, is the ones that they should be able to relegate, oh. like move the move the Packers game on Monday night football. Before I give my uh, answer, I don't even remember who the teams are. Who are teams like? I know the Colts are one of them. Like the other Pittsburgh. team sucks too. Oh. Pittsburgh and Indy. I'll go with Pittsburgh. Screw it. All right. Might as well. It's a crapshoot anyways. It doesn't matter. It's, they're both nope. crap. So Yeah, they're both not doing anything this year. So, okay. And okay, I, we got even, our I even make up points anyways, so I'll just go against you again. Like, well. I, yeah. I actually <laughs> make up a lot of points yeah. this week, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, you could. Or it could be completely over. <laughs> or I could be done. <laughs> yeah. It could be end of season. Or Yeah, exactly. At least I you're said, going out with a going out with a swing. Yeah, exactly. I took 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 a Barry Bonds. Right, so, okay, cool. Um, transition. What do we got next? Well, so I need to transition to something that you can do while I use the restroom. So, let's talk about. Uh, actually, this is something that I want to talk about. It's very very short conversation, but. I'd like to know your com- or your idea on it. And I believe that you have a, a, an opinion on it. The Broncos. Literally, with the, the Russell Wilson situation and what they've done. Okay, Denver Bronco talk while you take a break. Okay, let's do that then. So the Broncos are 3-7. and seven. They are third in the AFC West. This AFC West thing is absolutely astonishing to me where they said like this was going to be the best division in football and it's turning into probably the worst division in football right now like give or take with maybe the AFC North being up there too but I don't know man like Russell Wilson was supposed to be the guy he was supposed to be the one to turn everything around and I really don't want to go this far, but I think Russell Wilson is an overrated quarterback completely. And I think the fact that he had Pete Carroll as his coach for all the seasons that he was in Seattle made him the quarterback that he was. We're looking at Geno Smith right now, absolutely playing out of his mind and playing like a MVP type of quarterback. And now it's because he's behind Pete Carroll and that offense and that play calling and that scheme 
and maybe Russell Wilson isn't isn't as good of a quarterback as we think he is. Like they've and the games that they've won, they beat the 49ers eleven to ten, beat the Texans sixteen to nine and twenty one to seventeen. So they're like these one score games like the Vikings do, except for the fact that they just don't win any of them. And they've got Carolina, Ravens, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, Chiefs, Chargers. Like I don't see them winning any more than two games the rest of the season. So I think I think they're cooked. I think the Russell Wilson experience is done. And like I said before, when you stepped out, you might not have heard me, but I think Russell Wilson is completely overrated and was a piece of the system of his coach rather than actually being a good quarterback. Well, and so that actually is something I wanted to talk about. Like, that's actually why I brought the Broncos up. Well, partially because Jeanette's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah. team. But I, I do, like, this is where the system in a quarterback is, like, you get proof of it. Because Tom Brady was... They every everyone said it was the system. Everyone said it was the system. Then he goes with Bruce Arians and he wins a Super Bowl. It was not the same system. I mean, Tom Brady made it his system, but it was Tom Brady's system. Russell Wilson, complete opposite. One hundred percent complete opposite. Like he can't function with this team right now. Um they, uh, you're right. Like, I mean, he, I think Pete Carroll can make a lot out of nothing. And, and I, I'm not going to sit here and say that Russell Wilson's nothing, but yeah. I sort of am in a way. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I want to play a game. I want to play a game with you for Russell Wilson. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say a quarterback, and you tell me if they have a higher or lower QBR than Russell Wilson. Okay. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Higher. Okay, good. I started with an easy one. Andy Dalton. Uh, higher, actually. It's higher. <laughs> okay. Kenny Pickett for Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm actually going to say higher, actually. Okay. <laughs> he is higher. Davis Mills, Houston. I'm going to continue to say higher. He's lower. Oh, okay. So I missed okay. one. Okay. You got, we got one loss so far. Um, let's go with Carson Wentz. Oh, that one's really hard. Uh, I'm going to say lower. Higher. Oh, damn. Baker Mayfield. Lower, gotta be lower. Lower, okay. Baker. So Davis Mills Love and Baker. Baker, Davis Mills and Baker Mayfield are the only two quarterbacks lower than Russell Wilson. He is at thirtieth with thirty-two point six QBR rating right now. Jesus Christ, thirty-two. That's insane. I I could probably and I oh, I wish I could look this up because I guarantee you. There's backups that are higher than him, too. Oh, I bet you but Joe it, Flacco actually has better than him. 
<laughs> Joe Flacco doesn't even get to start this week. The other backup does. CAFC. <laughs> yeah. Because Joe Flacco played like three games in this Well, year. that's what I'm trying to think, why they're only giving me starters. But I guess it is what it is. Maybe it's only maybe it has to be so many games. All minimum of 20 action plays per game. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. It's basically the starters only that have been in here. But, yeah, 32.6 QBR. He has – I guess I don't know what these numbers mean on there for the Raws. But, yeah. Not good. Jeanette, we're sorry. Your quarterback sucks. He's horrible. And I think he was horrible when he was in Seattle, too. He just had a better team and a better coach. But he had a better coach. I, yeah. I, I really do think it comes down to that. because Well, the at, Legion of Boom the Legion of Boom was a hell of a help, too. But look at Geno Smith. Like That's yes. where it's yep. all about the coach. Like Geno Smith was nothing. And he wouldn't have been anything on most teams. Geno Smith is fourth with 67.2 QBR. Right. Like, <laughs> then, then you get Pete Carroll gets Geno Smith and, like, he figures it out, like, immediately. It, it's – we can talk all day long about how coaches don't necessarily matter. They absolutely matter. and For sure. Geno Smith – actually, the CL Seahawks are exactly that uh, recipe. Like – and I'm sorry, Jeanette, that we were bagging on your quarterback so much. But <laughs> yeah, we all thought there was going to be good. Like, like like I said earlier, when you were when you stepped out, it's like everybody thought the AFC West was going to be the conference to go through, and now it's not. <laughs> well, it's and, it's Kansas City and nothing. So also, I'm going to bring this up because it deserves to be brought up. Can Russell Wilson make himself look worse? Right. Like, at the beginning of the season, the let's ride thing, okay, maybe you can get away with that if you're going to win games. Maybe. It's still douchey, but okay. But if you win games, you're good. Didn't win games. Then the uh, high knees and the airplane. Now, you look like a complete moron at this point. Well, you look like you're you know that you're better than everybody else on that plane. Yeah, exactly. You no, completely that's exactly you completely it. separated yourself from the rest of your team and be like, I'm not part of this team. I am Russell Wilson. Yeah, you're condescending as shit. For you? sure, because like what what are the rookies supposed to do? Are the rookies supposed to do in high knees too? It's like, no, this isn't practice, dude. Like get on sit your ass on the plane and relax. No, I agree one hundred percent. One hundred don't make it don't make it about you because you know there's reporters on that plane and they're going to report about it and it's going to get out that Russell Wilson had to get on those extra reps while he was on the plane. No, Shut I, up. Agree, I agree with you 100%. And don't make it about you. Don't make the spotlight hit you. So I've had beef with Russell Wilson ever since uh, way early in his career because he – well, yeah, I'm going to just throw his shit out on the table because <laughs> we're, we're a small-ass podcast that nobody listens to. But Russ, like, he married his high school sweetheart and got popular all of a sudden. And as soon as he got popular, as soon as he was a big deal, he dropped her ass, divorced her ass, and went to Ciara. Like, yep. 
That's such a douchebag move. Like that shows me your character. Mm-hmm. That is who you are. Like, don't give me this god shit. Like, if you actually were this, and plus, plus trust me, at, at, on this podcast we do not talk about religion. It's not our deal. But like, don't sit here and pretend that you're about God and like just bail on people like that. So, yeah. But yes, I I will talk slightly about it is a bit annoying about the God thing as well. Yeah. I mean, it's like you don't have to, you know, you can do whatever you want and be your own person and do whatever you want, but you don't have to push that on other people. Right. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Whatever side you're on. So, yeah. Yep. No, I agree. That's and that's how we feel for all of our listeners. Like you believe yeah, what you want. Same to thing believe. with same thing with politics too. It's like you can believe whatever you want to believe. You can have your side. You can have your side. We're all human beings. And let's face it, politics isn't that really big of a fucking deal. People make it a lot more big of a deal than it should be. And it's just the fact that we're trying to put people in power that really don't do much anyways when they get in power anyways. So, whatever. I do want to be very <laughs> clear, at least. Um, and. I'm not going to speak for you on this. I'll just speak for myself. I do want to be extremely clear because road dog, broad politics, and you can do whatever you want with politics. But if you are following people that push racism, or if you are following people who push segregation of any sort of anything, I do not support you. You do not belong in anything that I will ever be a part of. For sure. And I will go out and say that the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast is all-inclusive to anybody, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you do, whatever you want to do, whoever you want to do that with. It does not matter. You are part of our family, and we respect you, and we love you. So if you don't have that same mindset, then I'm sorry, but maybe this isn't for you. And shout out to Brazil. We got you. Woo, go Brazil. <laughs> we got Brazil. And shout out to Pakistan, whoever that guy is. If it's my guy that makes <laughs> <Our> my, Pakistani. <laughs> if it's it, Max, if it's you that makes my belt, man, you better hit me up on, on Facebook. <laughs> Let me know it's you. Because if I can actually figure out who this guy from Pakistan is that listens to my podcast, we, we can have you on because I know how to get a hold of you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> We love everyone who listens yep. to us unless you foster hate. We're we're not here for hate. Like that's not no. what we're here for. It's what no. it's like, it, we're the exact opposite. Like the reason we do this podcast, and I know Road Dog, you can absolutely agree with this, is because we have fun with it. Like it's all inclusive. Like we just have yeah. fun. Exactly. And everybody's talk- welcome on here. If anybody wants to come on here and talk. Dude, the the mic is yours. I I feel blessed to be able to be the host, but you know what? Like this is nothing without my co-host. This is nothing without the listeners. This is nothing without Jeanette, without Joe, without anybody else that listens or texts us, you know, Koontz and Peralt, those guys. Like this is not us. This is all of us together making this thing. So, you know, you guys definitely need to get a hold of us on Twitter, talk to us on Facebook. Send us texts, whatever you want to do. Get a hold of us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want next. 
we will do whatever. I mean, I don't care. Like we'll we'll do weird episodes. We'll do funny episodes. Like whatever you guys want, we'll we'll change it up and hopefully gain more followers and get it more popular and get more people to listen. We will talk about anything that you guys want to talk about. Like we're kind of an open open book. I I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like we'll talk about like you bring up a, a weird ass subject that we had know nothing about. We'll talk about. It. Yeah, we may not be right about it, but we'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. With with that said, Road Dog, you said the word believe. So I think our our next segment should be about I believe that we will win. So we are in World Cup. USA has made it to the World Cup and froze. How's USA doing so far? Uh, not bad. Uh, not great. Not bad. Have we lost yet? Nope. Undefeated. We are undefeated. We are undefeated after two matches. And what's our last? What's our last uh, game against? Who? Who did we face last? Uh, I'm pretty sure we got George Bush this and B. Iran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I went a little, That's awesome. yeah. that was a little <laughs> political, but okay. Yep. 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 And. Uh, and if anybody needs to know, it's called soccer. It's called soccer. It's yeah, called soccer. Ass paid, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we beat England. Um, so we are undefeated. No, again, we, well, we, we, we tied. tied we, we beat England. We beat a draw as a win, in my opinion. But we, we did not lose to England. So, therefore, we are still undefeated against England in World Cup um, history. And so, therefore, we are undefeated against England since 1776. That's pretty good. I like it. Uh, we also won that Revolutionary War against them, too. So, Yep. Just saying. Yeah. So, yeah, no big there. deal. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Sorry, America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, America. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of a big deal. A little bit. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so um, we have a very, very good chance of making it to the knockout stage in the World Cup, which is really crazy, actually, for USA men's soccer. So the way that they built this, so I've watched a lot of this. They built this team completely differently. So they built it, and I love how they built this is they built it as, like, a team. Like, it's not, like, a bunch of stars, like, at the top, and then just a bunch of not stars, like, at the bottom. Like, they just made it so they could all play together. It's it's really weird. Like, I was watching it on um, ESPN, and then Pat McAfee talked about it, too. <laughs> like, and shout-out to Pat McAfee. If Pat McAfee ever hears our podcast... Thank you, Pat McAfee. You're the bomb. So yeah, you're great for the brand. Yeah, for the brand, absolutely for the brand. And you, 
we will pump your brand as we for you not that he needs us to pump yes. his brand but <laughs> even if we were to get big i would pump his brand without his his need like yeah just love pat mcafee um but no even pat mcafee said like it's it's something that this team is built different and it's really cool mm-hmm. Like they're not they're not about just having a few stars that could score. It's about the team being able to last the entire game and also being able to work together. With yep. that said, we have two draws. So we do need to <laughs> we be need a win. Iran. Yes. We need a win. Yes. Yes. We do need to get off the Schneid as they would say. Tuesday afternoon. Yep, Tuesday afternoon at uh, noon central on Fox. Um, well, and it'll actually be one central, like actual game time yeah. coverage starts at noon central. Um, and if, if you're listening in Pakistan, I have no fucking clue what time it is. So <laughs> I can't. That would be, let me do my math real that. quick. That would be one o'clock in the morning, Pakistan time. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I can't give you that. Um, but are they in the World Cup? Let me see. Iran. Let me see them. Yeah, that's no Pakistan. No Pakistan. Oh, Pakistan. <laughs> no, I don't see them in here. That's too bad. They might be cheering for Iran, though. No, Pakistan does not like Iran. Oh, okay. No, they're not buddies. <laughs> I, I I apologize. Now I've just lost. Like, <laughs> oof, actually back oof. in the end. He's pissed at you now, dude. <laughs> Now you're his favorite host of all. Yeah, exactly. It's like, man, that Froze guy sucks balls. Lost him. Froze is still cool. He's got (laughs) Yeah, okay, cool. I probably yeah, so World Cup we need to Pakistan. Like I I did not mean that. Like we're good. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's good. It's gonna be interesting. It's it's Mm -hmm. very uh I mean we should, and I do believe that we will win. We should beat Iran. Yes. And if we don't beat Iran, we don't deserve to move on. Exactly. Two two draws and a loss is not worthy of a World Cup team. Well, three draws is not worth. No, no, not at all. Yep. Because we could draw again. Could yeah, but it's, it's always still, we possibility. Still move on. Yeah, we wouldn't no. move on though. No. So. No, we need to win. So, and if you can't win in your your group at any point, then yeah, you don't deserve to actually move on. So yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a very interesting situation. Um, but yeah, go USA. Yeah, hell yes, go USA. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Road dog, <laughs> have you? Do you have your jersey yet? No, I don't have soccer jerseys. Really? Um, no, I don't. No, I'm not a soccer jersey type person. So, okay. This is, uh, God damn it. I have a really good subject to go into, but I really need to go down to my basement to get a beer. And <laughs> I can't leave you to actually talk too long. Um, you and the brakes, you're killing me. <laughs> I know, I'm killing myself on this one. Now, so I, I, I think I can lead you enough. But, so, 
me and my wife got this conversation and it actually irritated me a little bit um, about her take on it is that she is irritated that people that become soccer fans when we have international play like we do like what do you feel about that and give me 30 seconds and i'll get back <laughs> oh i can go on a rant on this one this could this could be a good one. Oh, go on a rant do it okay okay so fair weather fans in international sporting events this is totally fine and this is actually why it makes these international sporting events so great is that not only world cup, but the Olympics, the world juniors, the, I don't know, whatever else type of, you know, Pan Am games, anything like that, any type of sports on an international level that only comes around every now and then every couple years, every few years, every four years, you know, whatever it is. How cool is it? And I've, I can say this too, because when I lived in Winnipeg, it would be the same thing as for here for Americans to follow, you know, the soccer team when the world cup comes around during the world junior championships in Winnipeg, that city shuts down when Canada plays like you can't get gas because the guys in the back watching the 18 year old Canadian junior team play against Germany in a, you know, qualifying game in Saskatoon or whatever. It's so cool to see the nationalism and it is so cool to see the patriotism come out in these people that like, aren't even sports fans. Like they're just like, oh my God, USA is in the World Cup and I'm American, so therefore I need to follow this World Cup. I don't know anything about soccer. I'm not a soccer fan. I will never go to a soccer fan in my life, you know, people like that. But you know what? For that hour and a half or watching the highlights or checking the newspaper score, like some old dude checking the newspaper score to see if USA, you know, beat England, and they did, and he just does like a little fist pump because he's like, fuck the Brits, you know, stuff like that. It's so cool. And it's like, this is the reason that the Olympics are so popular because like, I'm not a swimming fan. Like, I'm not going to go to like some like swim meet for the high school. That's you know local here in Minnesota. I'm not going to be cheering on my local swim team throughout the year. But like every four years when the Olympics come around, I'm the biggest damn swim fan that you can find for team USA. And it's cool. And everyone kind of like gets that like patriotism together. That, like you can't get, like out of like the NFL or you can't get out of like college football or something like that. Because like you can run into somebody that, you know, they're not like a fan of sports or a sports person, but they're going to watch that swimming or they're going to watch the gymnastics or they're going to watch, you know, ice, ice skating and stuff like that and be hooked on the TV for two straight weeks to watch all of USA stuff. No, so thank you. You that, nailed it. For that. Awesome. I love it. No, you nailed it. Like this was, this was the argument like and like my wife is like i'm not gonna pretend to be a soccer fan for whatever months i was like no i, I i'm not gonna pretend to be a soccer fan either i'm gonna be american 
for I, that I'm time. Definitely an American fan, though. Yep. Like, yep. Exactly. Like Team USA, man. When that's that's true patriotism. Like you're not even a fan of the sport, but if it's on, you're gonna cheer on your country. If I see that red, white, and blue, I am absolutely. Ha- I have you on. Like I, your appointment television. Yep. Like that's how much I care about my country. And <laughs> and like I was saying, I don't know if you heard me when I was when you're gone or not, but it's not an American thing. It's no, every it's, country. It's every, every country. country. Every country. Like yep. this is how this is how you bring people together. Like this is how like it sucks that like <laughs> the Olympics are every four years, and so are the elections because it's such fucking bad timing to make right. America feel so good in one part of the year. And then the other part of the year feels so bad about itself. Yep. Like we bring, we bring together so quickly in the middle of just, you know, the winter. And then all of a sudden it's like election time. And you're just like everything that we've done so we good divide. during the summer Olympics, we tear it apart. Yeah. I know. I 100% agree. And we're not going to go into politics. Like we need to no, stop. No, not at all. Part of it, but, but like it, it does the complete opposite effect of what the Olympics does for the country. But yeah, whether one side or the other, that is the main thing I was talking about is that like it, I think like my wife's argument is that she doesn't care about soccer. So she's not going to start caring just because the USA is playing. My part is, is I care more than anything because the USA is playing. I'm not watching Manchester United or whatever the fuck MLS I'm not watching. But yeah, we have we have yeah. a local team, but you won't watch them. But it's like, no, I'm going to watch the World Cup. I'm going to watch our USA yeah. team. Team USA plays? Hell yeah. yes, I'm watching. Like, yep. I, I, I'm, it's appointment television for me. Like, it matters that much to me. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's maybe yeah. how we were raised. I, it is. And please actually ch- hit us up on Twitter at uh, Norm Still Sucks Podcast. Um what you think about this. Like if it matters, like if it's soccer or if it, you're just like, it's a national thing where yeah. it's team USA, but his up, like, let us know what you think about it. Cause it, it kind of, it's, it's a weird area in the United States. So it's kind of, it's an interesting conversation to have, but I knew you and I were both on the same. Yeah. And when I lived in Winnipeg, I actually attended the Women's World Cup in Winnipeg. And that oh, was that's a sight. Awesome. That was a sight to see because, I mean, not only, I mean, not only are USA women amazing. So, like, we had, you know, we won the World Cup, you know, type of thing. But, like, all these other countries, like, you see, like, you know, Japan come in and they have a really good team and they have a huge following. Like there was a ton of Japanese people in Winnipeg for this world cup match and they were hardcore and they would chant and they would yell like the entire match. And then you have, I can't remember. Was it Senegal? It was some central African country that was there. That showed up too. Oh my God, dude, dude. (laughs) They showed. I don't know how they got there. I don't know what kind of planes they had to take and what what seventeen hour flights they had to take to get. They to didn't even go through your customs. Fucking Winnipeg. No, no, they they, yeah, they they did it a whole different way. But um, but man, they had drums. Like they had like fifty drums that they were playing like during the entire the entire game. Nobody stopped. 
they literally had like this like chant, this like drum chant. And the entire game, they were losing like six to nothing to Canada. The entire game, all they were doing was doing their chant with the drums and singing the songs. It was like insane how like crazy they went for it and how like, and they were happy. They had such a good time. And then they met with people and they were taking pictures with people after the game. And yeah, it was, and you know, everyone was trading out pins and trading out, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, scarfs and stuff like that. Yeah. Super cool event to be at. Yeah, the skull chant actually came from soccer. So, yep, that was from Iceland. Yep, that was when they went on their big run. I think the last World Cup. No, it was two World Cups. Two World Cups ago. Yep, yep. When they went out, they were the the nobodies, and they went through and pretty much like a Mighty Ducks scenario to make it to the knockouts. Yeah, that was cool. By the way, Mighty Ducks like. Have you watched any Mighty Ducks? Yes, I have. And I have not finished it because apparently this season they're dropping episodes like every Wednesday. Uh, so I was I started watching I started watching too early, so now I have still have two episodes left to watch for the season to be done. But I like it. It's a good it's it's not the same without Gordon Bombay. Um Josh Demel is pretty funny in it, seems pretty good, and he wears North Dakota hockey, so I can't um doubt him on that. And there's no hawks on it, it just says North Dakota, so even better on that. Um, so I can't, I can't knock it in that sense, but it's, it's a silly Disney show and it is what it is, but I, I enjoy it. I enjoy watching it. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can get there. I might try, like I'm going to try, but I don't know if I can get there. It's just at, without Gordon Bay or Charlie Conway. I don't know if I can get yeah. there. It's good on its own. So don't try to compare it to anything else. If yeah. you don't try to compare it to anything else, it's a good show on its own. It's called the Mighty Ducks, though. You have yeah, to I know. compare it. Like, it's impossible not to. Yeah. They wear Mighty Ducks jerseys, at least. It's not like those stupid gopher jerseys. No, that actually bothers me even more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because if Bombay's not there and Conway's not there, or, like, there's no original people from there, then I've... That actually, they're disgracing the jerseys because no, because the, the lady, the lady coach took over and she's bringing it, you know, carrying on the tradition now. Yeah, the chick from uh, the mom. Yep. Yeah, from God, what the hell was this show that she was on? She yeah, was on like a really famous show, like well, not really famous, but like really popular. Yeah. Some show with her and her daughter. I don't know. She was a single mom in it. I don't really remember. But mm-hmm. it lasted for like 15 seasons. Or <laughs> I don't really remember. <laughs> but okay. Anyways, like off topic. Um. So. Oh, wrestling. So wrestling, I. I don't know how much we want to get into this because there's a lot that I want to talk about wrestling. I don't think it. I don't think we Let's, have the time into this. No, one. screw it. Let's do it. Uh, AEW first off is killing it. Yes, AEW still is awesome. Way better than WWE. You should really pay attention to AEW if you're not. Um, MJF probably one of the best guys on the mic since The Rock, for sure. Uh, won the championship. 
fantastic dude on the mic. Uh, what happens next? Where does he go next? Because he's this, at the top of the mountain. I don't know where he goes. He stays at the top, man. He's going to be up there for a while. Like, here's the thing, and this is the best thing about about MJF and him still being – he's still a heel. He didn't – you know, he didn't go babyface. He didn't oh, go face. Oh, no, he, he, he didn't just stay heel. He, he went super back heel. to heel. Yeah, 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 exactly. He went he went hardcore heel. So yeah. having him right now as a hardcore heel, they he probably doesn't have to defend his title for probably four months. He's gonna get out of matches. He's gonna he's gonna dip and dodge people. He's gonna be like, well, my contract says I only have to defend it once a year, and I'll see you guys in February twelfth or something like that, or you know he'll no show or whatever type of things. He'll be able to string it on for quite a while, and he can be get in some good matches and have some good title defenses and have some, you know, you know, he can screw a couple people over. He can get disqualified and still keep the title. Like I have a feeling that he's going to go on quite a long run with this title until something else comes out that leads to a battle with MJF. I don't see anything starting right now for a long time because I don't think it's going to be Mox or the, or Danielson or any of those guys that like he kind of went through to get to the title. I think it's going to be somebody else. And I don't know if it's going to be somebody new or if it's just going to be somebody that's going to get like, that's not really known right now. That's going to get lifted up to that contender spot. So I actually think it will be Danielson, but I don't think it's anytime soon. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. They can, lay it on him and I think you're absolutely right where they don't have to do it fast because MJF has that asshole attitude mm-hmm. and like the character that they can have it where he doesn't defend it very often. Well get this so the <laughs> the dynamite after the pay-per-view MJF wasn't even there he wasn't even, he didn't even show up like he won the title and he didn't even show up to the next to the next uh, dynamite, and like Regal's just like you'll have to wait till next week to see him. It was great. Why? So why is Regal in this whole situation too? Like it's so weird. There's there's something else with this whole Regal thing that I don't think yeah. they're gonna show yet. But I think it's so they're cooking Re- something. They're cooking something because like they're still Regal still didn't turn his back on Blackpool Combat. Because he was still there with Danielson and he was still there with Mox and he was trying to make things up with those guys. So there's something else that was going on there that I don't think I don't think Regal turned heel. I don't think Regal is with MJF. There's something else that's going on that I, I can't really pick out whether he was he was bribed or he was tricked into it or it was a legal thing. I don't know. There's something else under there that it's not just as simple as Oh, Regal screwed Mox. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is yeah. The whole Regal thing. Regal yeah. is very so And Regal's would... always been a heel. Like that's no, his absolutely. that's his that's persona. Like that's the fact when he heel. came out and he was nice and he was with like with like Moxley and Brad Danielson felt weird. You know, was that the whole thing? Like, was that a work from the beginning? Maybe. That could be even crazier if Regal put the Blackpool combat together. To get MJF the title, uh, I, I guess maybe <laughs> you know that would be crazy. You know he comes back just for MJF, and then like they show like 
you know, backstage stuff. Maybe from, like, it was a ball game. A in, year. Uh, like, yeah. 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 Oh. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they show like backstage stuff of like him talking to Moxley, like when Moxley first comes back from rehab and then he like gets on the phone with MJF. He's like, it's about to begin. <laughs> so I strongly believe that Mox is on vacation. Like, yes. I don't think we're going to see Mox for a while. Yep. No, he gets his break. He has, he has done more than enough that he didn't expect to do for the company because of the bullshit from CM Punk. The greatest and, thing ever was his how he called CM Punk out on it. Yep, like, for sure. It was the yep. best thing ever. Like I should be on vacation well, I'm right now. To be on vacation, but <laughs> yeah, things happened. And, dude, <laughs> there is nothing that's bad about Mox, man. No, like, not at that all. Guy's so funny. But yeah, I, I I agree with you. Like I I still think. MJF, the only person that he has in front of him that I think would actually draw attention would be Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually is a good matchup. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I don't actually know how good uh, MJF actually is in the ring. Like, I've watched him. Uh, he's not proven anything to me. He hasn't he hasn't wrestled enough to me. But So there was, there was a couple of matches that MJF had that were absolutely outstanding. Um, there was one that his wrestling showed off so well, and I think it was one of the Jericho matches. And I think, I mean, it's Jericho, too. Jericho puts him over very well in the match, right, too. Right. But... But the way MJF handled it and the, the speed that they went at each other with was something that I was like, okay, he's he's there. And then you go into that, it's like, okay, well, he's he's a good wrestler, you know, he's not he's not much of an entertainer in the ring, or he can't do, you know, the hardcore matches that Mox can do. But then you put him in that strap match with CM Punk, and that I, was an insane match. I hate that. That was that an insane match. match. Yeah, I hate that match. It was annoying, to be honest with you. But no, I I do I agree with one hundred percent all of what you're saying, though. But it, yeah, you're one hundred percent right. I just hated that match. <laughs> like, so what? Uh, oh, I can throw a swerve in here really quick, um, which I don't think is ever going to happen. <laughs> you know what you just did? Yep. Yep. Swerve Strickland. Uh huh. And that's not what you meant to do. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, yeah, swerve in our glory. Um, nope, not no more. Uh, I was trying to think, like, you know, Cody must still be hurt because he's not showing up anywhere. But, like, right. if he does decide to, like, bail on this WWE thing, which I don't think he's going to, I think he's going to see it out. And I think he's going to actually see what he can do and see if he can make a title run in WWE because that's what he's doing. That's what he wants to do. And he can pretty much do whatever he wants now. I think he wants to do it for his dad. That's yeah. the only reason I think he's yeah, doing it. For sure. But I could see him and MJF making a, a battle in the future. But I don't think it's going to be now. I don't think it's going to be this title run because I think Cody still has a lot to do in WWE still, even with his injury. 
So, any of our listeners that actually, like, care about what we talk about when it comes to wrestling, like, how do you feel about the WWE? Like, where do you think they're at? Like, everyone was hyped up about when Triple H took over, but it sucks, to be honest with (laughs) you, in my opinion. Like, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, you think it sucks too? Like that's literally I'm just asking your opinion on it. Like Oh, I, you're asking you're asking the listeners at first. Oh, I thought it was well, a rhetorical yeah, question no. towards listeners. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's still a subpar product. I mean, and like I even tr- I tried to watch Survivor Series tonight, but my stupid Peacock connection kept coming in and out. So I was like, no, I, I can't do this. Like I didn't want to watch WWE anyways. I was giving them a chance because I thought, you know, war games is always a cool pay-per-view to see. But I, I couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't watch it through the TV. So I was like, no, I'm done. Well, Made I that decision easy for me. I didn't need to see it tonight. Like, yeah, I might watch it. I might watch it. But probably not tonight. Maybe tomorrow. No. Like, maybe when I have some time. But it's... <laughs> I How do I put this? Like, basically, watching WWE now is like buying... Uh, Mattel toy. Like, it's just juvenile now. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, uh, I have something better. Like, I could yeah. just watch something better. Yeah, when I was getting home uh, Saturday night uh, in Grand Fork, well, getting back to the hotel in Grand Fork Saturday night, and that's when... Uh, yes, yes. That's crowd, when Full Gear was. They, they, they do have hotels in Grand Forks. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so while I was getting back, like waiting to get to the bus ride back, I literally had my phone on watching full gear on my phone <laughs> while I was getting back to the hotel. And then I finished it when I was, you know, when I got back to the hotel and ended up watching the title match, you know, in my hotel room. But yeah, I was just like, that does WWE doesn't do that for me. It doesn't make me like take, I have to get like I have to watch this right now. I can't wait till later. I have to watch it right now because it's live right now. Yeah, I agree with you. Like AEW mm-hmm. is just it's and I hey, will AEW ever overtake WWE? Never. No, it's not going to happen. But as a wrestling fan, it, it's more important to me for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all I okay, have for wrestling. Cool. So sweet, that's cool. I think we are good for this episode then. So um give the handles out. Yes, yeah, give the handles out. So at J Rhodes Real at Froves at Norm Sucks Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter, give us DMs, you know, add us, reply, retweet, whatever Elon lets you do. Um, if you want to buy us a check mark, you can buy us a check mark. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. Hell yeah. And yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. And we'll definitely be coming up with more content soon. And more listens we get, the more content we can put out for you guys. All right. Peace out, everybody. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. I want to thank everyone for checking out our podcast. Look forward for more episodes. Also, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Norm Sucks Podcast. Thank you. Have a good day.